welcome to uh, episode one of Real Talk Podcast. Um, in this episode, I uh, got to talk with Haley, a good friend of mine who lives very close by, um, about a lot of different things, uh, from uh, our work to you know camp life to whiskey uh, to sports, <laughs> um, uh, life in Texas, <laughs> and uh, yeah, a lot of stuff in between, but um that was a fun time. I also didn't tell her I started recording until about ha- like half an hour into it. <laughs> so uh, it starts off a little bit rough, but we had a good time. So hope you guys enjoy. There we go. All right. But yes, I have been uh, basically just sermon prepping all day. Yeah. So, well, kind of. Um, yeah. Nice. I'm like super tired, dude. I'm so yeah. sorry. I'm actually no, so tired. No, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh. What are you doing today? Um, I was at Alex's earlier, and then, um, I don't know, I've been, yeah, doing some work this week, it's just been hmm. weird for work, I feel like no one is like, I don't know, no one has been responding to anything that I've been sending, and so it's mm. just like, oh my gosh, but yeah. a lot of, it's like my office side job, like the, my office coordinator job that's mm. been frustrating this week, because <laughs> I can't really do work unless people give me their materials, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. to like send out the emails and to like, you know, do all like the work, prep work for Sunday, so mm. you know, I need, you know, the songs of worship, and yeah. I need, um, in our church, it's probably the most annoying thing, but I get why they do it, I guess, but they <laughs> have different people in the church have different parts of like the service so there's yeah. like, the call to worship you know like the and then there's mm. the prayer and then the person who gives like the community life yeah it's yeah so that's three people that i have to find and that's my job yeah. every single week and this week has been like the most exhausting week doing that mm. i hmm. asked so many people and like <laughs> i have never gotten so many like knows yeah. like can't do it mm. and I was like running out of options that people just because some people mm. are out of town some people are sick with COVID yeah. or some people like just did it and I'm trying yeah. like I don't want to keep like scheduling the same people mm. and so I know I was like yeah beauty of volunteers yeah. dude I know it's great our church is so small too so I, mm-hmm. it's like everyone at the church at least for like the most part probably about 90% of the church mm. like does something active like yeah. in the you know so mm. it's not like just people like mm. it is full of people like mm. wanting to serve yeah. in the church that like, they are doing things but yeah. it's like You're on I'm trying to be it. respectful of how yeah. often I ask people mm-hmm. yeah. and you know yeah 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 you want to burn them out yeah I mean same I mean like the church like so but okay so what church do you go to by the way like okay cedar creek church is the name okay cedar, cedar creek, creek church it's in sherwood in oregon Sher- yes sherwood. there you go yeah so that's cedar uh, creek church in sherwood i mm-hmm. know you told me that like a million I times i know not to like, every time i tell people like no one really know like has heard of it it is a small church mm-hmm. um but yeah, like, unless you're, like, from Sherwood or, you know, our pastor or people who go to, like, the church, so yeah. I don't know why you would know yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, I mean, we're not I really I love the church. Like, yeah, I feel yeah. bad. So, like, I don't, am I talking down about my church? You know, like, yeah. I don't mean it like that way. I'm yeah. just, like, you know, it's not one of the big churches, in Sh- you know, like, we don't yeah. have that many attenders, so it's not, yeah. like, you know, 
normals. They also changed their name like a couple years ago. So they used to oh, share okay. with uh, Presbyterian, okay. and they changed it. I don't think it was that long ago, like maybe five years ago, yeah. that they changed it to Cedar Creek Church. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Why did they change it? Do you know? I feel like I never got the full story. Like I've never really asked or they never explained it. I think I don't know. So Cedar Creek is it's an actual creek, like that's okay. in Sherwood. Yeah. Um, and like a lot of things in that neighborhood are named like Cedar Creek. Mm-hmm. I wanna This way, come on. Which I don't know, maybe I don't know. I it might have been at the same time that they switched to Eco Presbyterian as opposed to Eco Presbyterian? Yeah, that's what we are. We're Eco. So it Eco is E C O Evangelical Covenant Order. Okay. And so I've talked to Suzanne about this. So yeah. okay, I forget what you guys are. What and then there's the P S U C A or I don't know. Yeah, but, dude, I don't know those letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that church I'm gonna call them the OGs because those are like the original P C U S A. P C U S A. So there's yeah. like the P C U S A. What I forget what y'all's is, but y'all's. Mm-hmm. And then like the eco. Okay. And the way that I've talked to Suzanne and the way we've formulated that is that the P C U S A is the most progressive. Mm-hmm. And so more branches have come off because people mm-hmm. aren't comfortable with their mm-hmm. progressivism. Yeah. Evangelical Covenant Order branched off of them. Um, and I would say Eco is, I want to call it progressive, but it's more maybe progressive than y'all's denomination. Mm-hmm. Suzanne says that y'all's church will try to just avoid having to make a definite mm-hmm. statement about something, yeah. you know, in mm-hmm. order to avoid. Our church does make the definite decisions, and mm-hmm. so, like, we are definite, like, pro-women in ministry, mm-hmm. which I don't think is always the case with mm-hmm. y'all's, I guess, I think it just varies between church and church, but I don't mm-hmm. think denominationally, I could, you might yeah. have to ask Suzanne about that, she knows more than I did, yeah. but that's, and then, I know, and I've, and then other things of, like, the faith, you know, so, like, Jesus, like, the Son of God, you know, mm-hmm. the Bible, Word of God, like, all of this, like, mm-hmm. you know, nor, like, we hold to that, yeah. um, and then I guess, like, I think it's like the denomination, I think they, as a denomination, don't affirm uh, LGBTQ in mm. positions of like leadership. Mm. But I don't know exactly their position on, on um, allowing them to be members. I would think mm. so. Yeah. I don't really know. They, they, they are kind of like, they just don't advertise that or talk about it, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I also know, like, I've talked to my pastor, and she doesn't necessarily align fully with mm. our denomination stance on that. So I think it kind of also depends on church. But I know there yeah. is a denominational, like, yeah. law that's in place. But mm. I don't know. If, I feel like talking to Suzanne, ours are pretty similar in, like, the basic, mm. like, mm. you know, theology. Mm. But then you get into, like, the other, like, these Some other, to- yeah, yeah, topic or whatever. And that's just, like. <laughs> Those could be different, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. It's I've never been in Presbyterian Church until this year, so I've learned yeah. a lot about it. Okay, yeah. so how long have you been in Oregon? Yeah. I, okay, I know. Oregon, yeah. August twenty twenty. Okay, dang. So you got here two months before I did then. Okay. So you're like fresh off the boat, just like I am. Yeah. It's great. I know. It's so weird. Both of my friends who that I've met here too moved here at that exact same time but like i didn't know like you know like i've yeah. met so many people that moved here 
and like the fall, like August, September era yeah. of 2020 specifically. Yeah, yeah. And they moved from like other states too. Yeah, so yeah, weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. That's wild. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Man. Hmm. So, it was an odd time to move to Oregon too, or Portland. Yeah, I know. I was like, why did we all move here at this time? Like, I thought I was being weird about it, but no, everyone did it too. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, well, because every time, like, I told somebody I was moving to Portland, they're like, oh. I know. They're like, dude, are you okay? Like, is that all right? I'm like, yeah, fine. Well, (laughs) no, I knew I was moving to Portland for a long time before. Like, that had been my plan almost a year in advance. Like, I was telling people I was going to move to Portland. Wow. Like, you know, so I knew that. Like, I remember being at Glorietta since we were 19, and I was telling people, like, oh, I kind of want to move to Portland, you know? Like, it was like a, yeah, like, I knew I wanted to move here. Um, and so, but no one ever said anything to me about that. It yeah. only became like, ooh, until like the summer yeah. before. Yeah. 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 So why did you like want to move to Portland? Like so for so Um, I wanted to move to the Pacific Northwest. I mm. felt like I wanted to go somewhere and do ministry. Mm. Um, I, I don't want to be in Texas or do ministry in Texas for sure. <laughs> no. Um, but I didn't want to move out of like, go to like another country or anything like that yeah. either. So but anyways, um, I think I was drawn to PNW. So I did a mission trip in New York city and I kind of, I don't know, felt like a good, like, had like a strong like love for like city like type of missions or like just ministry in general not necessarily had to be missions but yeah. um i don't know and i kind of just like wanted to move to a city i'd never lived in one before but yeah. i felt like that was more my like speed <laughs> um but i also i guess from glorietta that got me really into like the outdoors and yeah. like mm-hmm. wanting to be in that and that just, like, the PNW was kind of, like, the perfect spot for that. Yeah. And so I settled on Portland because I went and I was talking to one of my professors um, in school um, about seminaries that were somewhere in this area, yeah. anyway, PNW. Um, and he's actually from Tigard. Um, what? I knew that he was from, I knew he was from, like, the Portland area and then later found out he's actually from Tigard. Yeah. Um, but he was also, I went to him, too, because he was a huge advocate for students going to seminary. So he would mm-hmm. hold, like, seminary seminars, which is kind of fun. <laughs> seminary seminars. Seminary I know. Seminars. I know. <laughs> but he loved being able to help students get plugged into seminaries and yeah. was, like, a big advocate for that and hmm. stuff because he loved seminary. So, yeah. anyways, I went to him to talk if he had known any. And so he had brought up or mentioned Portland Seminary, mm-hmm. which I'm thankful he did because, like, being in Texas and Google searching seminaries, yeah. I was like, I wasn't getting anything. And I was like, mm. I know that there's stuff up there, yeah, but yeah. I know it's not because algorithm, it's not going to pull up on yeah. my feet. And it's, mm. and it would never have pulled up. But anyways, I remember sitting in his office and we looked at Portland seminary and we're mm. going through all their values and beliefs and like mm. all their programs. And like, everything was just like a match for exactly what kind of school I wanted to go to. Yeah. Um, cause I was kind of denominationally homeless and that mm. was kind of my biggest concern going into seminary or not biggest, but one you know, of ones, one yeah. of the things I was like, Oh, like mm-hmm. it'd be, it's going to be kind of like a drag of having to go to mm-hmm. like another domination and just like, mm-hmm. you know, like I didn't want that, but didn't know that it was possible that they were seminaries that weren't affiliated by a specific denomination and yeah. Portland seminaries represented by 34 mm-hmm. at least and yeah. eight denominations, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're obviously affirming of like women in mm-hmm. ministry and, mm-hmm. um, all the other like good stuff had a really uh, strong emphasis on spiritual formation, which is mm-hmm. like what I was like kind of wanting to, Mm. go into so anyways it just kind of checked all my boxes and yeah. because of Portland, you know it being in Portland that's mm. what yeah what mm. made me want to move out here so 
But I get, I know a lot of people back home are like under the assumption that I'm going to move back home mm-hmm. or move back to Texas after yeah. I get done with school. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know how to explain to people that it was like, I didn't really move up here for school. Yeah. Like school's what like led me to the area, you know, but I wanted to move up here to like have, like enjoy my own life, yeah, you know? Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of a wild, yeah, man. Yeah. Not knowing, well, I mean, obviously we haven't really talked about it, so. Yeah, but, I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> about a lot of things, so, yeah. 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 Where are you telling me? Because I know you're connected to the where you work now, mm. pastor, or I don't know, is it the pastor at your church? Is who? I know, I know, it's the connection. Because it has to do with who you worked with in the San Francisco Bay Area, wherever. Bay Area. Bay Area, <laughs> that area. <laughs> Because I know you and mm-hmm. Suzanne, mm-hmm. or Suzanne didn't know that you had lived with this one guy. I don't know their mm-hmm. names. I'm sorry. It's like a man and a woman who have kids, and yeah. you help them raise their kids. And mm-hmm. now they go to your church now, mm-hmm. and that's how you got connected here. <laughs> I kind of remember, kinda, but I don't know kinda, the details. Yeah. yeah. So essentially, what it came down to was, um, hey, dude, I'll, I'll, do you want to just put a Kira out because she's kind of just a bug? Sure, I don't care. It's, it's fine. Uh, she's not bothering too much, but I know she just. If like, we start the podcast, probably. Oh, you. Oh, just, oh, I love you. I love Aww. you. Just stay out there. It's okay. I love you. There you go. You gotta banish the dog to the other room because. Uh, sure. Yeah, we were. I was like, mm-hmm. hope everything's like going good. First podcast, the Real Talk podcast. So there you go. Yeah. Um. Also, okay, let's introduce you officially. Wait, is it started? Yeah, it's already been started. We've been talking this whole time. What? I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, I didn't yeah. know that. I thought, oh, I thought we were just talking. Okay. Yeah, we are just talking, but okay. yeah. Okay, so actually, okay. officially introduce yourself. Okay, also, this is like like the Real Talk podcast with Gabe Perez, but also, like, this is legitimately just for my own entertainment and for my friends, so. Right, right. okay. But yeah, so introduce yourself to my friends. Oh, okay. Hello, friends of Gabe Perez. Uh, my name is Haley, and I'm currently residing in Tigard, Oregon. Oregano. Portland. Um, mm-hmm. If you're not from the area, I know where Tigard is. Mm-hmm. I'm from Texas originally, um, small town East Texas. I got my undergraduate degree at uh, Mary Hardin Baylor, um, BA in Christian Studies. I am now in doing some church ministry, so I am a children's and youth ministries director and also an office coordinator at the same church, um, Cedar Creek Church in Sherwood. And I'm a student at Portland Seminary. There you go. So you went to Baylor? No. Oh. <laughs> no. No, no, no. So I went to the University of Mary Hardin Baylor, UMHB. Okay. It is not Baylor. Yeah. No. It is near Baylor. It's about 35 minutes south okay. of yeah. Baylor. There is some history, but yeah. we are separate schools. Yeah. Um, so I'm jokingly like to refer to it as Great Value Baylor. So Great Value Baylor? That's where I went to Great Value Baylor. Great value. Yeah, there. right. That's so, smaller universities, just Baptist University. Yeah. Okay, so was it obnoxious having all the Baylor people like in the, like right by you guys? 
Just like not really. I mean, we didn't really. No, I unless you went like to Waco mm-hmm. and were hanging out in Waco, everywhere you went that yeah. you would want to go as a college age student, yeah. right? You're gonna run into Baylor. Yeah. So, but they, yeah. I would never say they got like they weren't obnoxious no yeah. um it was fun making fun of like the stereotypical ones you, you know yeah. you'd be at in and out burger and there'll be like a whole like sorority girl like yeah you know like in their like dresses about to go to formal like at the in and out burger yeah and so yeah, it's just awesome. like okay <laughs> like it was just weird yeah, yeah. or like the i don't know the dudes wearing polos who's like oh. daddy gets them out of everything kind of situation so nice right yeah <laughs> so but no they weren't like obnoxious yeah. or anything it was well the reason i ask is because like i mean whenever i was like at gloria so that's mm-hmm. obviously our major connection is oh yeah gloria new mexico mm-hmm. um so when i worked at Glorieta, um most because they recruited a lot of college students from texas just a lot like most of the people that i knew that worked there were all from mm-hmm. texas um and obviously like because i know glorietta is owned by camp eagle which is in texas and so because yeah. of that like the sister camp and like kind of the mother ship really of like ownership because they're in texas most of the people they sent over and they recruited out of were from texas as well so most people I knew were all just from the same place. I was like, oh, cool, they're, like, from Baylor. And yeah. all the people I knew from Baylor were all like, ooh, sick of bears. I'm like, okay, cool. I, like, I literally have right. never... I was like, honestly, and the thing is, like, the only thing... I like college sports, but the only people I ever really cared about was, like, Notre Dame. And it was, like, Bama, who used to win everything for football. Oof. And besides that, I'm just like, eh, I really don't give a... There's too many college teams. Yeah. I don't care that much. I mostly cared about You're professional. You're also from, like, New Mexico, where there really isn't, exactly. like, a good yeah, there's, college there's, team. Yeah, there's, there's, there's UNM. There's yeah. UNM, and that's a joke of a school. Like, there's sports at UNM, like, you know, it, they're just atrocious. They're horrible. Right. Like, and the best we have is basketball, and every time we get anywhere, we choke. So it's just like... Mm. UNM sports is a freaking a laughing stock of, of anything. But anyways, right. it's a D1 college, so they play like D2. So let's just, anyways. Uh, anyway, so just like local Albuquerque <laughs> kid frustrations in me. Um, but yeah, so most of the people I knew that worked there were all from Texas. And so the only people I ever met that were from Baylor were from this random school that I never even knew about were these obnoxious, like, Baylor people that were just like, ooh, sick of bears, like, every five mm-hmm. seconds they could. And I was like, this is obnoxious as everything. <laughs> it was not about yeah. it. So, yeah. I could see that. I would say the worst mm-hmm. of all the Texas schools mm-hmm. are A&M people. Really? And I only know one person from A&M. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why are they, they the worst, though? What do you mean? They're very cultish. Um, like, okay, like, legit cultish? Or are you like... <laughs> <laughs> You're like... Ah, I, mean, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if there was a legit one. Of yeah. Her, but that's their... They're like die that's, hard. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Um, like ride or die. They are. They, they are very into their traditions. Mm-hmm. They are the most defensive about mm-hmm. their, their school. And mm-hmm. they have pride like you've never seen it before <laughs> and so they um every chance they get they're doing the gigum which is just a thumbs up like it's the <laughs> worst of all can we say like every texas like school has like its own yeah, fine like, like hook'em horns yeah. is the best one like yeah. 
I know I'm biased because that's you know <laughs> my the, the the team my family always you know wherever yes. I grew up along for. Yeah. But like, out of all the ones, Tech and Baylor, like they have cool ones. Texas A&M, like, a thumbs up. Like, that's just a thumbs up. Yeah, that, it's pretty that's, lame. It's really lame. But I actually make did it, not know that. <laughs> this is like Giga. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. And then they have a phrase, like, they say howdy. And then they like to claim howdy as their own thing. I'm like, yeah. no, you're just taking like, a word that people use and then making your own. And so yeah. if you were to say howdy to an A&M person mm-hmm. and they know you're not from A&M. Yeah. They'll get they'll get a little upset. Really? Some of them will. That's wild. They're like, mm, that's from a that's an A and M thing. That's you, wild. you don't go to A and M. You're not from A and M. Okay, so before I moved here, uh, Rach and I were visiting different churches and things like that, and so it kind of came down between us or like here now. Um, uh, uh, yawns. Um, so it came down between this church and um, a church in um, Oklahoma. Um, uh, I think it's St. Paul's or Paulsville or something like that. Like Paulsville. Uh, I don't know. Wow. It's, like some, it's some weird like podunk little town in okay. Oklahoma, which is most towns in Oklahoma. Yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> um, except for like Tulsa and Oregon City or Oklahoma City, um, which is funny. Okay, so Oklahoma City was only about an hour-ish away from mm-hmm. the town, and you'd pass like four towns on the way there. But um, Oklahoma City also has like OU. And so there's like it's a big rivalry of like you know o, or you know Oklahoma yeah. and you know Oklahoma State and all that jazz. But I was I'm a Notre Dame fan and I know OU. But the only thing I ever recognize at OU is just OU sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so I just like love saying that. But so that's my only OU connection still there. Sucks. I mean they still do. Yeah. yeah. I mean so okay. I <laughs> the thing was like I like went to a breakfast with the pastor and his wife and me and Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the four of us go to, uh, like this nice, no, it was a breakfast spot in, um, in Oklahoma city. And cause we were flying out that morning, actually, mm-hmm. that's what it was. And so we go there, but we walk into this like breakfast place and there's a bunch of Oklahoma people wearing all their gear. Cause it was like, I think it was either the first game of the season or it was, like, the first preseason game. Or, like, there was some, like, really big deal of, like, something big was happening with Oklahoma that day. And I had a Notre Dame shirt on. And I walked through the middle of all this. And I remember, like, thinking, I was, like, everybody kept looking at me. Like, I was, like, and I was, like, I know I'm, like, the darkest one out of all the people I'm walking with. So I was, like, (laughs) and I know I kind of either look Arab or Mexican. And I was, like, so you guys are freaked out by some Arab-looking guy? Are you guys, like, that racist right now? I was, like, I feel like it's not that bad. But then I looked and I was, like oh, shoot, I'm wearing, like, <laughs> Notre Dame stuff, and freaking, oh, it was, I felt so, like, oh, my God, I'm lucky I didn't get jumped. <laughs> I was like, right. oh, God. Oh, my God. Freaking college, like, fans are so crazy. Just, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was a little bit of testing the waters there accidentally. But, and then after I realized I did it, I was actually really amped. I was like, yeah, I'm freaking wearing it. I was like, let's go. Right. And then the pastor was like, dude, you got like, to chill out, man. Right. <laughs> Too like crazy, so. Yeah, not uh, probably not the best clothing choice. So no, but I also the thing is like I'm not a person who like really okay until recently I also say I until very recently I'm not really a person who paid attention to really how I looked or how or like what I was wearing. Mm. I know it sounds really like kind of weird and like bad I guess I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but I've just never been super self aware like in just in physically or 
personality or emotionally. I'm just kind of like been who I am and just do what I do. And then I'm like, oh yeah, like kind of just go, just go with the flow, you know? Right. And then, so it's just like the fact that sometimes I just wear something. I'm like, wait, I shouldn't be wearing this right now. <laughs> it's just like, ah, the recognition and the situation is like, Gabe, you probably should have thought about this. Like, like, but right. I, I don't think about it. It's fine. Like, <laughs> that makes sense. so yeah, it's happened multiple times. So. Right. Mm. Yeah. I'm not, I guess sports, mm. like I grew up with a sports family, so mm. I can kind of like, you know, understand conversations, but mm. myself, I'm, I'm not like hardcore into like, Anything. <laughs> Any kind of sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I go, if I'm going to, you know, someone's house and they're watching, like, mm-hmm. a football game or if we're, you know, g- going anywhere, going, doing something involved mm-hmm. around watching some kind of sport, yeah. I just feel the need to be sporty. Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, <laughs> you know, events where it's, you know, people are wearing jerseys or supporting their team or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I want to be involved. Yeah. But the only thing I own is a Texas Rangers Beltray shirt. And it's one of my favorite t-shirts because I got it in a thrift store for $3 and I bought it like two days before Beltray retired. So I feel like it is a pretty cool shirt. And it's just a very basic, you know, t-shirt, blue t-shirt that says, you know, Texas, yeah. you know, and has like the name on the back. It's not like anything mm. extra or fancy. Yeah. It's just the very classic Texas Ranger t-shirt mm. with Beltray. And he was a very, yeah, a big player. Mm. But, and baseball was probably the only sport that I loved going to like sport events. And like, I probably mm. kept up with the most just because it was mm. like the easiest for me to understand at least. Really? <laughs> and like tickets yeah. were cheap, you oh, know, so, yeah, you know, and you would go to a baseball game. So yeah. like I, you know, probably went to a game almost every single year. Um, mm. it, they're really fun. I love baseball games mm. and especially um, at the Texas Ranger Stadium because they have probably some of the best food I've ever had. Really? Um, just... Amazing, amazing. I would go there for the food, you know. The any, food. Almost any stadium I've been to has been, like, horrible. I mean, it's, like, it tastes good, but it's horrible for you, or it's, like, kind of crappy. Oh, it's, like, yeah. it's very bad for you, for <laughs> sure, but it's so delicious, that's you true. know? Like, that's barbecue true. fries are just, like, oh, you dude, know? That like, that's so just good. so good. It's, oh, my God. Right, yeah. So, it's good quality. It's not yeah. just, like, cheesy mm. nacho cheese, I don't mm. know, like, crappy. Whatever. Okay, but, so like, so yeah. Good. So, anyways, mm-hmm. long story short, mm-hmm. I wear that T-shirt no matter. It's probably not even baseball that we're watching, but yeah. I will wear that T-shirt um, just to feel sporty and I included. Mean, <laughs> I mean, if that's what you got, then rep it. You know, fly your colors high. You know. Yes. Okay, so what is your go-to like? If you were to like, if, if just any generic stadium food, what's your go-to like? If you had to get like. Drink alcoholic or alcoholic, and or like a dessert or just something else to go with it. What would you get? Uh, it depends on the stadium. I feel like everything has its own mm. food. Um, I do. I think I would rather have like loaded fries as opposed to like loaded nachos. You know, so you think of like what would be on like yeah. a loaded nacho, but put that on fries. Yeah. You know, yeah. so maybe with some like meat or like garlic jalapenos. Mm-hmm. Um. I think, too, I'm really weird with cheese, and sometimes when cheese gets hardened, it sticks on the chip. I, I don't yeah. like it as much, but, like, if it's on a fry, it's easier to take off. I, I don't know why I think like this, but it's true. And sometimes a lot... It's so specific about it cheese! Is, it is. I'm weird about cheese. I don't... Okay. It, that this would take a whole other podcast for me to have to explain my relationship to cheese, but... 
I would rather have, anyways, a loaded cheese fry than a loaded nachos. Okay. That's just how it is. But, okay. yeah, I love just a bunch of stuff and flavors, like, all into, like, one. Just, shoved just into like, one yes. So that, like that's gumbo. probably what I'm going for. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going, and you know why? Because that's the most filling. It has okay, protein. It has vegetables. It has flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, variety. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just getting, like, a hamburger or, mm-hmm. like, popcorn or, I don't know, anything else, I feel mm. like I'm getting the most for my buck. That's true. That's very true. I'm getting a meal. You know, I'm mm. getting satisfied. And you yeah. could share it with someone else and still get pretty full. That's true. I guess, honestly, I feel like I haven't been to too many sporting events since being 21. So, like, <laughs> when I'm thinking of going to sporting events, I'm, like, not even really thinking about drinking alcohol because mm. I just haven't really – I've only been to maybe one or two sporting events since being 21, so I haven't really mm. explored that arena much. And much if there. it's in Oregon <laughs> – if it's in Oregon, I'd probably get, like, a beer just because mm. I like the beer up here, but mm. um, I, I don't want to pay $10 for a Miller Lite in Texas. Like, I'm not about to do that. <laughs> but you're paying $10 <laughs> not in Oregon, it. right? Uh, I'm paying $10 for a good beer, yes, <laughs> for a beer on tap or something, but yeah. not, not for, like, a bottle – I don't know, something yeah. in Texas. Like, it's not that good. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe Texas, I'd go. They have, like, a margarita or something. I'd go for that, Ooh, you know? Dang. Yeah. See, I've uh, honestly, margarita tastes really good, but I've only, literally, I've only had probably three in my whole life. Really? And mm-hmm. I, like, I... Frozen or on the rocks? These are very different drinks. Frozen. Okay, because I'm thinking frozen. But yeah. mm-hmm. in Oregon, they don't have that. They only have margarita on the rocks. What? It is so hard to find margar- frozen margaritas here. And when you do find them, they taste... I don't know if I can cuss, but they don't taste good. <laughs> say how you're gonna say. It. I don't care. Just go they for taste it. like shit. Because yeah, just... <laughs> some of them are made. They're not even made with tequila. Some of the frozen ones at restaurants will be made with wine or something. Um, what? Yeah, like Mexican restaurants here that don't want to get like a liquor's license, so they'll make their frozen margaritas with wine, or maybe they're just being cheapos and they'll do it. And then some of them, they just don't taste good. Like Keaton and I went to this margarita. It was called the Margarita Factory. Yeah. And Beaverton. It's like a really nice place. They had like really great options of like tequila, like nice tequila. Yeah. And we get the frozen margarita. Frozen margaritas are made in a machine. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what's so hard about putting <laughs> ingredients into a machine and turning the machine on. Like that's all you have to do. You don't have to like do anything with your hands to craft this mm-hmm. drink. You put ingredients. Mm-hmm. And it felt like everything. I was like, there's not a lot of flying. I don't really taste any alcohol. <laughs> I don't really taste any flavor. This just tastes like frozen rocks. Like it, oh, it was like it was man. missing every you know yeah. like it it wasn't very strong. Mm-hmm. It wasn't taste like it just wasn't a good. Frozen it's just bland. It's yeah. very bland. I'm like, mm. how do you mess this up? Like I just, and it's a margarita place. Right. It's a. It was. It, I was like, is this as good as it gets? Yeah. So, <laughs> this is the top of the line. Yeah. And this is horrible. It's bad. Yeah. The best one I've had. I don't know where I was. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know how to go back to this place. <laughs> so you were that many margaritas in? No, 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 no. What happened was it was for my birthday. I was with my sister and my and, uh, my friend Keaton, and we went to uh, I don't know if you know McMenamins around here, right? Nope, no idea. Yeah. Oh. Oh my gosh, Gabe! Dude, I don't, I don't go anywhere. I literally. Well, like, is such a staple. It's like like they have it's like a restaurants, but then mm-hmm. like they have so many locations. Mm-hmm. And this one in particular was in an old school, so this is McMinniman's Kennedy School, and it's actually a hotel. So they rent a Canadian school. Kennedy, Kennedy, okay, like J. Kennedy. Kennedy, Kennedy. Gotcha. Um, Kennedy, Kennedy, <laughs> Kennedy. Gotcha. Um, 
Anyway, so yeah, this one, it, it was, it's an old school, and then they built this hotel mm-hmm. and rush, you know, the Minutemen's own in, so it's like their restaurant in a hotel. Yeah. So it's actually really, really cool. So it looks mm-hmm. like you're in, like, a really old, like, 1980s, like, school. Like, they didn't, they don't, like, wow. renovate much if there's, like, yeah. creepy old, or not creepy, but, you know, old photos yeah. that, like, kind of look creepy. I mean, they're creepy. You know, <laughs> right. And then they have, so they have a detention bar and an honors bar. Um, like Ooh, inside and yeah. so anyway, so I thought this would be really fun. So we mm. went on my birthday mm. This just so happened to be the week where there was a mistake in how in the COVID numbers So mm. we Kate Brown accidentally uh, I don't know it mm. like there, there was a whole like lockdown that we had to go through and then they realized mm. like oh wait We got the numbers wrong. Never mind. We don't need to do this uh, So it was okay, during this you. weird time. So yeah. it was only for a week and at this point of going, we knew that it was a mistake, but mm-hmm. they, it couldn't be lifted until a certain date. Yeah, obviously, yeah. they don't have staff and everything. Mm-hmm. So, it was during that time, and so the honors bar and the detention bar were closed. So, all mm-hmm. that we could do was go to, like, the restaurant and drink there. Yeah. And then we got bored. So, we were trying to find another place mm-hmm. to go and get, like, a bar nearby. So, we just looked something up mm-hmm. and walked to it. <laughs> and... They had uh, beer Rita's there, which are like the Corona. Yeah. Like, into the Margaret, which are so, oh, so good. So and I was so happy because I went to the bathroom and came out and they ordered one for me. I didn't know oh, they had. So I was just so excited yes. that it was there. And that was the best thing I've had in Oregon so far. And Dude. I have no idea where it was. <laughs> it's somewhere. I feel like yeah. I maybe if I tried hard enough, I can search it, yeah. you know, see what's around. Because yeah. there's been walking distance, you yeah, know. Yeah. But it was late at night, you know, probably already drinking some. Like, mm-hmm. someone else was doing the navigation or finding the bar. Mm-hmm. I just kind of showed up, yeah, you know. I was around. just, I was a follower this night. Yeah. So, I don't know where it was. Mm. Dude, RIP to the I nice know. memory, but it was good. Yes. Oh, yes. Man. Anyway. Dude. So, I remember one time, it was, I don't know if it was in San Francisco, I was just, I was with my buddy Brandon, um, so by the way, okay, so the people I knew that connected me with the church here, I lived with Brandon and Mary, and Brandon and Mary okay. are Bruce's uh, I daughter remember this now, because when yes. you would, t- you told me so much about them, and the whole time I thought you were saying Brandon Murray, and not <laughs> Brandon and Mary, so I thought you were talking about one person. No, no, no. <laughs> and no. Then, yeah, I remember this, I remember this story. Okay, so Brandon and Mary. Yes, Brandon and Mary. Okay, so <laughs> I will I will admit that I do talk fairly quick, and sometimes I just slur my words together, and sometimes I don't even realize it until I hear myself later. Yeah. Like I'll like be sending a Snapchat to like one of my friends, and I'm like typing out what I'm saying, but then like while I'm listening to myself while I'm typing, I'm, I'm just like, oh yeah, blah, 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 and yeah, and I'm like, okay, you gotta like enunciate, bro. Like come on. Right. But similar thing happened with um. There's a couple that I met and like. They ended up getting married later on, um, but they were they were together when they were in high school in Hawaii, and mm-hmm. they were they had her mom and stepdad lived in the Bay Area. So whenever I was in California, and I ran a young adults group, um, and so Jacob was the guy, and so he came to the church first. I'm kind of just checking it out. Got really plugged in. Really, really awesome guy. Freaking love Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't talk to me anymore, but you know, sad day. R.I.P. You know, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, doesn't he's not dead? I just like I should clarify that because I do have friends that have died, so I can't just be oh, like, no. oh yeah. Okay. So, but anyways, so Jacob, and then he had his girlfriend Allie at the time, and then they got uh, they 
got engaged whenever they were in California, and then they got married in Hawaii. It was a really cool thing. I didn't go to their wedding. They didn't invite me, so RIP, but it's mm-hmm. fine. So anyways, um, but every time I talked about them, especially when I was talking to Rachel, I would say Jacob and Allie, Jacob and Allie. Oh. And so, like, I would always just, like, like, oh, yeah, Jacob and Allie were talking about this. And they were like, wait, what? Well, yeah, Jacob and Allie. Like, like Jacob, what? Yeah. Yeah, it was Jacob and Allie. Yeah. And then it's, like, Brandon That's and good. Mary. It's yeah. like, enunciate your freaking words! <laughs> so, anyways, yes, um, Brandon and Mary. And so, whenever Brandon and I were hanging out one night, I think we just went to San Francisco. I can't remember. It was just, like, a bar crawl or something like that we were going through. Like, it wasn't for my birthday because mm-hmm. we had had – we did a tiki bar crawl for my 21st birthday when I was in California. And that was friggin' amazing. That was, like, such That's a cool, cool. night. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about that out of her. But um, I – we went to this one, like, bar. And they had, like – so there's a small bar within the bar, all right? And so, like, okay. there's, like, the main area. But then they have their specialty bar. And they have an exclusive bartender that mm-hmm. only runs this thing. And you're only allowed to go in with, like, your group. And then you have to leave. And so – and I didn't – and Brandon is, like, super in all this bougie stuff, and right. he knows all this stuff. He's just, he's a man of high class. Let's just put it mm. that way. So he knows he Great. knows what's good, and he appreciates it. So he also knows that I like mixed drinks, and that's why I went to a tiki bar okay. call. Um, but – so he was like, dude, we got to check this thing out. I was like, all right, cool, man. So we go in there, and basically they say, well, describe yourself to me. And they kind of just, like, give a general, you know, thing. And like, what flavors do you like? Ge- oh, yes. Literally just made a custom. And so they have, like, so, cool. so this lady has, like, these ingredients, like, all right. over the back. And so there's, like, okay, cool. And so she's, like, okay, so tell me a little bit about this. What flavors do you, what do you, what do you not like? What do you, and so, like, okay. So then, like, she, I can't remember what, Brandon's was much better, to be honest with you. I also didn't know, I don't think how to describe myself very well. I don't know. I'm just kind of indecisive about that. I'm just, like, yeah. I'm, I'm just who I am. I don't know. So I, am like, gave a very general description and same with him and so we got these drinks and there was like one that had like it was like a little bit smoky and like it was like kind of this weird mixed drink of like kind of earthy herbs and that's the one I kind of remember more I think that was actually mine because I think mine looked cooler but his actually tasted a lot better but it was like this and it was like this custom little plate with like these little things cut up and like yeah I was like oh my gosh and the drink cost like 25 bucks but I was like I got oh my gosh no it was like a really yeah yeah yeah, that was a good drink oh it was really good I mean it was good for what I got Uh, if I was like if I had gotten that same drink and not had the whole experience of it I'd been like this is complete garbage like I'm pissed (laughs) but the experience with the thing and the aesthetics of it I was like this is really cool and so I remember Brandon one time like we were playing Xbox and he was like hey bro do you remember uh, that one time we went to that one bar? I was like, we got those really cool custom drinks. And I was like, oh, shoot. I was like, yeah. I forgot about that, bro. But it was like one of those things you talk about, like, you don't really remember where it's at. Yeah. You don't remember how you got there. Yeah. You don't even know the full situation. I mean, you know the situation led up to that. Yes. For me, all I remember is just that one spot. Like, I remember walking to this tiny little nook. Yes. And it was just, we are just standing <laughs> at the bar. And we waited, like, half an hour just to get these drinks. Because she was, like, making it all together. And I was right. like, oh, it was so good, though. I was like, That's dude, good. prime. Prime drinks. Those are oh. cool. Uh, I love places like that because sometimes when I go to bars and there's not like a menu where they have like specialty drinks, like I yeah. don't know always like what to order, mm. you know? Yeah. Like I love mules, but I'm also mm. like sometimes like if it's a place, you know, you go to those places where 
it's established for fun. Like, it's a cool place to yeah. be. They have maybe some activities or things yeah. going on mm-hmm. or whatever. Those are not necessarily going to be, mm-hmm. you know, your best types of drinks, right? No, like, yeah. they're not, they're, you're, you're there for fun. The yeah. drinks are just casual. Yeah, they're so, generic. So, casual, yeah. generic drinks. Mm-hmm. I never know what to order, so I feel like there's nothing that I love enough. Mm-hmm. Because mules, I've been to places where they just don't make them good. Yeah. You, you really need to make a good mule, even yeah. though it's pretty basic ingredient. Yeah, it's very whatever. basic, yeah. So, you know, I do get, like, a vodka soda, but mm-hmm. now I'm starting to realize I don't really like those. Like, just, like, they taste like nail polish. Yeah. And it's like, I don't really like this, but yeah. I don't know what else to get. Cause yeah. I don't like cranberry either. So mm. I don't want like a super sweet like cranberry mixed. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I get so stressed when I go yeah. to this place. It's like, yeah. I don't, like, I want something like mm. fun to drink. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. I can't, it depends on what I'm doing that night. Cause I can't, I can't do mixed drinks and mm. beer at the same time. That's what makes me get sick. Nice. So there you go. I, I can't do that. Okay, so let me ask you. How do you... How Do you do you like whiskeys? Like a good whiskey? I love whiskey. Okay. I used to hate it. Keaton got me really into whiskey. So okay. she became a whiskey drinker. And then I <laughs> wanted to be really cool. Mm-hmm. So I really got myself into liking whiskey just mm-hmm. so I can be a cool girl. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, I'm going to tell you what right now. You're going to stay here. And this is... Okay, so I, I'm thinking this might be a tradition. I don't know. This is do not going to... whiskey? I, oh, I definitely... I have... I have whiskey, all right? So for me, like, I love whiskey, all right? And the thing is, I don't necessarily want to make this tradition because it's so limited, but you're my inaugural person, all right? So this will be a celebratory... Because I'm going to share with you my favorite whiskey, and it's a, it's so hard to get because you can only get it when you're traveling. Really? At least I can okay. only get it when I'm traveling. Okay. I don't I know a lot about it. whiskey in itself. That's totally fine. But I will, I will I pour will, you a will little bit. I will drink it. Yes. I will get two glasses, yes. and I'll be right back. It's going to be the Amazing. best. Amazing. Yes. Okay. So what kind of whiskeys have you had with Keaton, by the way? Uh, okay. She always gets a different kind. Um... We started off, like, when she first moved here, she got this insanely big thing. It was really cheap is why she got it. I think it was called, like, Black Eagle or something. It wasn't the best whiskey, but it, it tasted good with cocktails, you know? Yeah. And then, I re- I'm trying to think about what I liked the most. I think she- Four Roses was good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know, Mickers. 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 Mit- it's, like, M-I-T-C. It's not... Uh, Mitcher, I can't, I can't remember if it's Mitchers or Mickers or whatever. Mm. That I think that so far that's been my favorite because I, I can just like drink it like straight. It's good, <laughs> you know, it, it's not too much. I think yeah. the Four Roses was like kind of strong for me at that point in time because I wasn't mm. used Super to used drinking to like yeah. yeah good whiskey. So mm. yeah, there you go. But there you go. Yeah. Okay, so this I literally this is a single malt. Uh, I, it's an Eilish single malt Scotch whiskey. Okay, and I do not know how to pronounce it because okay. it is it, it, obviously a huge. It's a Gaelic name. <laughs> Bana yeah. Habahan. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh Bana Habahan. Bana Habahan. I think that's what it is. That but so the Isle, the Isle of Eilish, uh-huh. um, is essentially it's an island in Scotland. That like most of the smoky whiskeys in the whole world are made in that place. Okay. So I think there's only I like nine or like thirteen percent of all whiskeys are smoky, 
and most of them are made in the Isle of Wiley um, because they have like they literally put like peat in their like stuff mm -hmm. and peat is just a very smoky like, you can like get a peat log and actually yeah. like put it in your fireplace and it's like super smoky and like but it gets like this nice aroma so they put that in their whiskeys this one is actually not really that smoky believe it or not it's, it has a slight smokiness to it but it's actually very smooth and just so enjoyable it is a little strong mm -hmm. so I will say that um, but I freaking love this whiskey and this is I'm only going to pour you a little bit okay. Okay. For one, I'm it's, where did you get it at? Did um, you get it here or the airport? Actually, airport. Okay, I, was... I could only so because it's a it's a limited edition travel exclusive. Yeah. So like I can only literally only get it when I'm traveling. Okay. So they don't have it in stores, and they do, like I've tried to order it online, and I cannot find it. Like right. I can find this type of whiskey. I can literally look it up and get it. Like right. know what the brand is, but I can't order it. Like for whatever reason, okay. so I, it's they just I don't know, and maybe I'm missing something, and you know somebody yeah. one day, you know, God willing, this podcast gets big. Um, I doubt it ever will, but um, someone can love, give me this. So what I like about whiskey mm -hmm. is it's it's like the alcohol that makes me feel like the like not like trash, you know? Because like yeah, yeah. sometimes you drink too much tequila, too much vodka. Mm. I can't rum is like absolute no that <laughs> cashes me up but um whiskey i can drink whiskey all night and feel fine you know like, yeah like you feel okay i feel you. fine you know and then i don't wake up with a hangover or anything yeah. like that like it's a very trustworthy mm -hmm. alcohol <laughs> it's a very trustworthy it is. Like, i know i can drink it and i can yeah. drink as much as i want mm -hmm. you know um and not like wake up not feeling like trash because yeah. sometimes that's like the worst feeling but whiskey <laughs> i've never felt like trash while drinking it that's good. Yes. That's good. Okay, so let me ask you, do you know how to properly taste whiskey? No. Oh, my gosh. This just reminds me of a funny video that Keaton always makes me watch. <laughs> so, okay. if you ever have her on this, make her watch it with you. Okay, I will. But uh, it's something like you, like, smell it. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you like, whirl it? Or, or okay. no, do you taste it on your tongue first? Or I don't, Okay. I get so... confused with wine, not going to lie. <laughs> but no, I, think, I think that's one thing of wine you, like, do yeah. this little thing. Okay, so, I mean, yeah. you can't. So, essentially, okay. I mean, you can't. So, what you kind of want to do, at least the way I have been taught mm -hmm. to taste whiskey, is you kind of swirl it just a little bit. And so, what you're going to do is, like, so you're going to swirl, and then you're going to inhale and hold. And then, so you're going to hold that breath and then take a sip and let it kind of roll over your tongue, still holding your breath. Mm -hmm. And then exhale. So as you're kind of doing oh. this, so because when okay. you inhale, you kind of get more of it in your sinuses, and yeah. then it goes over the tongue, and you actually get a fuller flavor with everything. Okay. So yeah, this is just straight as it is. So you just right. swirl. I forgot, how, I forgot how strong it is. <laughs> it went down the wrong way. I was like, woo! Oh. oh, that's good. Okay, I've never drinking it like that, but yeah. that helps. Well, for one, yeah, because it actually gives you a lot more of the flavor. It's it not does. just like a strong like, like alcohol yeah, taste. Yeah, so. I feel like I can like, actually taste it. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm. Oh, that's going to be the grossest no. sound when someone's listening to this. It's like this nice mouthy right. thing. It's going to be great. I like it. Mm. I like, I don't know. It kind of has that same feeling in your mouth after you eat like spicy food and then your mouth gets like all nice and mm. warm and cozy. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like mm. that same cozy warmness that I yes. feel in the back of my throat. Yeah, no, good. it definitely is a... You know what? Next so time good. I have it because I know whiskey's really good when you have sore throats and so I'm like... Is it? Mm-hmm. 
I did not know that. Yeah. So, yeah, when you have, like, sore throats, you know, you want to do, you know, like, lemon and hot teas Mm -hmm. and, you know. Honey and stuff. Honey and all Mm -hmm. that. Whiskey is amazing. (laughs) So, whenever last time I had a sore throat, I got a honey citrus mint tea from Starbucks. Okay. Those things are, like, it has, like, you know, lemonade and Mm -hmm. honey and, you know, good teas. And it's, like, Mm -hmm. it's also called medicine ball. Um, okay. But it's really good. Yeah. So I ordered one of those, and then I poured whiskey into it. And really? Drank it. Yeah. It felt okay. So amazing. So is this a proven? <laughs> is this a scientific proven thing, or is this just a? Um, okay. Well, sore throats are isn't really medicine. Like most, like the best mm-hmm. way to treat a sore throat is with like yeah. you know, just like home remedies. And mm-hmm. so I know, like I don't know what whiskey does, but I know. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe you can look it up or see like the. I, I would not be it. able to show it to you. I'm curious I know now. it was one of the things my mom had suggested to me uh, to, you know, one of the things to, like, to mm-hmm. drink or whatever to help the sore throat. And yeah. I don't know if it's something, because sometimes I feel like this when I do have a sore throat. Like, I, I will drink all the right things, and mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily heal it, but yeah. it makes it feel better. Yeah. And so maybe that's just what it is. It just helps relieve the pain until the sore throat goes away. But maybe. I, I don't know if it actually heals it. <laughs> so it says, whiskey is an active or an effective decongestant. The alcohol uh, dilates the blood vessels. The, stream, the steam from the hot beverage works with the decongestant benefits of the alcohol and makes it easier for the sore or for mucous membranes to deal with the nasal congestion. Whiskey can also relieve aching muscles and soothe the sore throat. So, oh, there okay. you go. Cool. Cool. This is according to uh, Caring Senior Service, nice. which is a very odd website to have. Whiskey right. is there. Seth, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you ever have a sore throat? I know. Get yourself some whiskey. Here's a here's a medical advice. I know. My... <laughs> <laughs> for the podcast. All my friends, if you ever oh, need some right. whiskey or some uh, remedies, then yeah. there you go. But. Have you uh, been, okay, you, you have been to symposiums. I remember I went there with you in Tigard, at least, the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. Mm-hmm. We so there. it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a coffee shop, and they have, um, like, a whiskey section. So they do Yeah, have I've whiskey. seen that. So I think it was different before the pandemic. I know they've had to, like, cut their hours and mm-hmm. timing and all that. Yeah. But the, um, so they have two locations, and their main one, or, like, the first one is mm-hmm. in Sherwood. Mm-hmm. Um and I really like that location. I don't know if you've been to the one. Up I have there. Not, it's very, no. it's like a renovated house. It's just like very like homey, oh, you know. Yeah, and they yeah. they have a good outdoor area that has like heaters in like the winter time. Mm-hmm. But me and Keen would go there a lot um, during the pandemic. There's only you know a few places that you can go to that mm-hmm. were open. But on Friday nights they would have their whiskey night. So from six thirty to ten they would be open and Ew. they would have you know like they'll they'll serve whiskey. But it's also a coffee yeah. um, bar, so they also have like other drinks there yeah. as well but this is special you know for them for mm-hmm. um selling whiskey but mm-hmm. if you ever wanted to go on a friday night and just a chill yes night drinking mm-hmm. whiskey i haven't been in forever yes i used to go more often and now i i guess i just don't anymore but Dude, let's do i it. love whiskey nights. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. so fun yeah. i actually I would get whiskey sours there. They had really tasty whiskey sours because I was kind of, you know, I wanted to start drinking whiskey but wasn't sure what I liked yet. Mm. So that was a good option. Yeah. But then I started drinking, um, I guess since it is coffee, Mm. white Russians. Oh, yeah. Um, Mm. And a podcast with me on a white Russian would be very interesting because that is... That is my, like, rant session. It's, like, mm-hmm. when I drink those, I just don't stop talking. Mm-hmm. And if I'm, like, getting very fiery about a particular topic or subject, yeah. um, it's it gets pretty intense. So. <laughs> what? You go. We'll have to have a white Russian If podcast. I have so much on my chest that I need to let out, that's, mm-hmm. like, my goal. So, but next time I go, I'll get 
a good whiskey. They do like flights, I know. Like, yeah, he's done a flight yeah. there before, so those are always. There you go. So, nice. I will tell you a story about whiskey flights after I explain that cup. Okay. So, the reason. Ooh, okay. Yes. So, the reason I have a cup with tight or Tiggered <laughs> yeah. on it. Is it Tigger? Tigger. Yeah, not Tiggered. Yeah. I'm used to my family saying Tiggered whenever they do. They're they like, about you live in Tiggered? You know, Keen uh, said Tiggered for well, like, why she, like, for like. <laughs> I mean, she knew it was Tiger, but she would accidentally say Tigger, and yeah. this would happen occasionally for, like, the first six months of her living. Oh, no! Like, it wasn't just, like, a week or two. Like, yeah. It was a pretty a long, long time, time that she... And it wasn't every time, but yeah. for occasion, occasionally... Know, occasionally, yeah. it would slip she would out. still say Tigger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, the reason I have a glass with Tigger on it, and it has my name carved in it, so... Believe it or not, um, I only have like three glasses I really drink whiskey out of. Unless I'm just being trash and just mm-hmm. decide because I'm like, whatever. But that is like my most casual glass. Um, but that one is actually a glass I got from my girlfriend in high school uh, named Bria. Shout out to Bria. Um, she doesn't talk to me anymore. Okay. We follow each other on Instagram. We're cordial. Okay, you know? so maybe she'll see this. She, maybe. Bria, you're know. out there. Thanks uh, for the glass. Thanks for the glass, Bria. <laughs> we're, we're using it still to this day like... Eight years later. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it, has it been eight years? Wow. Well, no, because I've known, yes, nine years. <gasps> it's almost, oh my mm. gosh, bro, that was nine, wow. Dude, that was a long, that was a long history there too. Um, dang, that's wild. But anyways, so her family went to Disneyland um, over, the, I think the summer, like the first like okay. summer we were together or whatever. We all actually wanted to go, for, we were together for a year, but we were only together through one summer. Okay. So, LOL. Um. But she went to Disneyland and she decided she was going to get me something from there. And so she got me because I think she just called me like, I don't know. She had like a little pet name that I was like a little like I was like Tigger because I'm like bouncy mm-hmm. and ADD and okay. everywhere. Yeah. So she's like, you're very like, you know, she wouldn't say jovial, but I'm like, you're very like jovial. Like you're, you're very like happy, like Tigger. I'm like, OK, that's kind of weird, but yeah. cool. Okay. So, yeah. So she got me that glass and got my name on it. And I've literally kept it ever since. Really? Um, never well, used it. What did they it. use for? Literally, I don't know. It's a really because small cup. It's a wh- tiny you cup. You said you were in high school? Yeah. No, okay. I wasn't. It looks well, like a, something you would put alcohol in. So it def- I thought I think it would be very kid, interesting. I think it's a kid's glass. I think oh, it's a, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I was like, this is like, you know, way too big to be a shot glass unless yeah. you're just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, no, that's like you're trying to kill yourself but taking shots. Yes. It, okay, but like the mm-hmm. shape of it looks like, yeah. you know, a really large, you know, shot glass. Like yeah. shot glass times three. Yeah. But it's. Okay, kids cut. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, so I think, yeah, that's all she got yeah. it for. But, like, I I mean, I did drink quite a bit when I was in high school. She wasn't necessarily an advocate for that. Um, so I never used it for that at that point. But now it is used for one of my whiskey glasses. But okay. I only, I mainly just use this glass. Um, that's a cool whiskey. This yeah. is, I actually used to have two. Um, and then the other one got broken. Okay. And I'm very mad about that. But... I still have this one, um, and this is one uh, that my very, very good friend Zoe uh, gave to me. Um, nice. So she gave me this one and another one, and then she also gave me a nice one for uh, Christmas this past year. Um, it's like a nice crystal mm-hmm. one. And that one's like my, the bougiest ones I have and easily like my favorite glass I've right. ever had. Okay. Like easily the best glass. So yeah, this one, this one's just a regular glass, but it looks nice. And okay. then the other one's like an actual crystal one. So I'm like, ooh. Cool. So yeah, but. I like it. Yeah, I, I have my, my, my side, in, well I have a lot of side interests. I like a lot of little things that I like. Okay. You know, like. I like, you know, and obviously no one can see it, but like I have like Bronco stuff up in here. I have the office. I have the office yeah. blanket on me. And then, you know, I got Star Wars clock, which 
by uh-huh. the way, Zoe also gave that to me. Okay. Um, then I got my Glorietta mug and, you know, my Bibles. And you know, you can decorate stuff. a whole room just from ex-girlfriend gifts, it seems. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, I was going to say Zoe's not an ex-girlfriend. But oh, she's, she's not? Oh, no, well, sorry. I know. I would, I would say that she's not, but she is. So oh, I was like, okay. I, I would okay. say like, oh, yeah, but no. It was just a joke. Sorry. That, no, that was too far. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I will tell you, Haley, there's not very many jokes you can say that will really okay. upset me. I will tell you. I'm very, very, very laid back. Well, I meant it as in, like, you have, you have things from ex-girlfriends. Yeah. More so than me trying to say you have a lot of ex. Oh. That, that's not what I was trying oh, to But I feel like I, gotcha. it kind of came across that way. And that's, gotcha. not, that's not what I... I didn't even interpret okay, it like that. Okay. So you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is she like... Is, she, is there something bad she said? Like, no, no. Well, that's how, I guess, after I said it, I interpreted yeah. it that way. And I was like, oh, wait. Gotcha. That's what I meant. No. That's, yeah. yeah, um... No, I mean... Yeah, relationships have been an interesting thing for me. But, yeah. So. Yeah. So tell me about okay, where did you and Alex meet? We met on Hinge. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. Shout yeah, out to Hinge. You on know. Hinge dating app. So I mm-hmm. um I'll tell that I feel like the I know this isn't necessarily about Alex, but mm-hmm. it's an interesting story of why mm-hmm. I got on Hinge. Mm-hmm. Um before then, you know, moving to a new place in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I was here with my friend Nick Keaton, we were, you know, mm-hmm. fine, but for the most part it was kinda just us, you know, and mm-hmm. We had some other friends, but, you know, things were pretty slow our, like, first year, and mm-hmm. um, I had never been on dating apps before, mm-hmm. and so <laughs> I occasionally would get on one, and then I'd go meet a guy, and I was like, I don't like this, and then I'd, like, yeah. get off the app forever, but <laughs> I, the app I did, I guess, I don't know, I had a lot of hesitance towards it, just, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. being a person of faith and being mm-hmm. a Christian, and I just feel like sometimes it was, like, I didn't really want to, like, mess around and, like, yeah. be with guys I don't know that like you know didn't share that faith and mm-hmm. sometimes it's kind of hard to know that about a person like through a dating yeah, app so sure. anyways yeah. I had some like resistance towards it because of that in the beginning so I got on an app called Upward and if you have ever wanted to be on Upward don't <laughs> um, <laughs> so Upward seems like the safe choice because it's the Christ- it's a Christian dating app so okay. it's you know it's yeah. not like Christian Mingle but it's yes. like Upward you know in the style of Tinder yeah you know so, so it is like swipe left, swipe right. Yes, it's that same okay. thing, gotcha. but it's you know for people of faith. But it's mm. like Arco's because talkers. it <laughs> is a little bit because it is Christian. People are very denominational, mm. so it's like you would put your denomination instead of just saying I'm a Christian. You would mm. put like I am a Pentecostal, I mm. am a Presbyterian, I am a Catholic, I am a mm. you know so be it. Baptist, and yeah. so people would just be yeah and. You know, and then a lot of, like, the bio, like, it was, like, not even, like, people wouldn't even put anything about themselves. They would just put things just about their relationship with Christ or about, you know, what they think about Jesus. And that's all it was. Hmm. And it was a little humorous. Um, The Pentecostals were the funniest to me. Was that? Um, (laughs) There's one in particular, and I wish, I don't know why I didn't start screenshotting these things. You know, now (laughs) on TikTok, I see women making fun of men on dating apps all the time. Like, man, I had so many opportunities to do this, and I didn't. But uh, this one guy was like, I'm not interested in Mm -hmm. uh, denominations that were created by man, you know, because the Pentecostal faith is, like, created from, like, the spirit, you know, you know, like, it's just like, oh, whatever, it's just, just I know, it was just, but it was just, it humored me, because that's how, how so denominational, they were so, and it's like, you had to, like, be with someone from your, you know, and then I didn't want to just, like, you know, there were some denominations where I'm not a fan of, and, mm-hmm. like, I could see myself, like, getting turned off. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't want to, like, mm-hmm. be like that and, like, mm-hmm. judge someone based on their denomination. Mm-hmm. I like to get to know people, actually, you mm-hmm. know? 
So it was a little weird. And so I, I stopped doing that. Anyways, fast forward one summer, me and my friends, we were kind of doing like a bar crawl like one night Mm -hmm. and there was four girls. So there's four, four of us. And Mm -hmm. then there was one guy that was with us. Um, Mm -hmm. so the five of us were going around and the guy, he was, uh, I think he was like, uh, DD that night. So he Mm -hmm. wasn't drinking, um, all night and we were just kind of walking around downtown Portland. We got to this one bar and we just decided we were going to do like a speed dating thing with him. So mm-hmm. he like did like a speeding with all like four of us. And mm-hmm. I was so nervous because I just get very nervous dating because I didn't mm-hmm. date when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one boyfriend, but I actually met him at Glorietta. So I'm not that didn't really. <laughs> Glorietta for the win! That place is more like but because of that it wasn't like i I didn't date him yeah you know Mm -hmm. so i i I didn't date really ever and and so i wasn't really used to dating and i had never you know been in relationship with someone that Mm -hmm. it it started off because i started going on dates with them and so that was just a very new thing for me and i'll get very anxious i'm just anxious in interviews or meeting people for the Mm -hmm. first time in general so dating is like 10 times you know that so I remember doing this and I just remember how awful it was I was just like oh my gosh like I was obviously like clearly like the worst one like he ranked us all and I was like yeah like I was like I wasn't like flirty enough you know I just like you know I was just I was like oh my gosh like I have got to get better like if I ever want to meet someone yeah I really do need to be better at meeting people you know and like dating I think in general is a good way to learn how to Meet people, be normal, you know, like, be <laughs> I was like, yeah. you know, I need to be better at this. So I ended up downloading Hinge, which mm-hmm. I, if you're actually looking for someone that, mm-hmm. like, you want to be in a relationship with and mm-hmm. not just, like, booty call with, mm-hmm. like, Hinge is, like, a good app for that. Mm-hmm. It's, like, designed for actual, like, you know, getting Designed to it. be deleted? Yes, yes, yes that's their slogan. Yes. It's so, it's kind of cringy, but yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, so anyways, I downloaded Hinge, and, you know, you could put a bunch of different, like, uh-huh. as whatever you want. Like, you could put, you know, on your bio, like, what your political views are. There's even an option to put if you're vaccinated or not. Mm-hmm. You know, they have all the options. And there is, like, a section to where you can put, like, your faith in general. Like, if oh, you're really? a Christian. Like, huh. Yeah, you don't have to say anything, you yeah. know. So, like, some people will say they're an atheist or mm-hmm. they are, you know, Mormon or Christian or mm-hmm. won't say anything at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, it leaves you that option. So, at least you kind of, like, know. Mm-hmm. And guys will always know, at least for me, because I'm, like, go to Portland Seminary and I work at a church, you know. So, yeah. it's really, I can't hide from it no matter what. Yeah, yeah, It was just fine. Yeah. yeah. But, anyway. So I downloaded Hinge and I had it, I think, in total for three days because Alex, we had started, I'd only had a conversation or had like a conversation thread with maybe three guys. Yeah. And three guys, three days. I didn't go on dates with them. I didn't go on dates with them. (laughs) I just had a conversation thread and some of those weren't even good conversations, you know, but and Alex was the only one that actually got his like phone number like from. And so anyways, we had Mm -hmm. met. And he's a, I, he's really good at like initiating things, like actually going through with things. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes like I have had like week long conversations through a dating app with guys mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I don't, it, it comes to a point to where I just don't care what your hobbies are anymore. Yeah. Like, you yeah, know, I note, like, right. Yeah, and so yeah. I was just like, yeah, I'm like, that's so I was like, okay, great. Like someone's actually wanting to like make legit plans. Isn't just sitting here, you yeah, know? Yeah. Playing games or whatever. So, yeah, I, like, 
less than a week after even downloading, or I think it was exactly a week after downloading the app in general, I yeah. got on my first date with Alex and met him. There you then. go. So, yeah. it just really worked out for me. I know yeah. that's, like, not the case for most people, so yeah. it isn't as easy as what I'm making it sound as, because yeah. it's not that easy, but it is... It is interesting how I came to download the app because I got really insecure about my dating style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, there's the first, the next guy I went on a real date with. Uh, it ended up, work, you know, working yeah. out. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. yeah, that's how we met and then went on a couple dates and stuff and then made it official. Oh, yep. <laughs> okay, so I feel like as, like, mm. I don't know, like, as adults now, obviously, like, well, because you're what, 23? I'm 23. There mm-hmm. you go, 23. So you're a young adult, but you're still mm-hmm. an adult, as mm-hmm. am I. Um, but, like, as adults, like, it's weird because at a certain point, like, it's kind of weird to, like, I feel like it's very almost, I don't know if it's necessarily child, I don't want to say childlike because I think it can be a little bit demeaning, but I think, like, saying, like, hey, do you want to be my girlfriend? Like, oh, you know, like, kind of yeah. being like, you know, I, I think know. there's a little bit of that. Well, obviously, I know there's still, like, that that happens, so it's not, like, obviously a bad thing. But it's always kind of weird because as an adult, like, as a, as a man, mm-hmm. like, interacting with a woman, like, whenever I'm, like, interested in somebody, like, it was kind of weird to think about, like, hey, like, so we've been hanging out a lot. Yeah, like, no, like, I understand yeah. what you mean. Because yeah. I know for, like, I probably don't refer to him as my boyfriend too often. Like, yeah. I will if it needs to be said yeah. or whatever, but... Yeah. It is, I don't know, yeah, that, like, it does sound, like, kind of teenager-ish yeah, to yeah, say, yeah. will you be my girlfriend, or, yeah, yeah we're boyfriend-girlfriend, you know, yeah, to, like, say yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. right, yeah. Well, yeah, because you're just like, well, I'm with them, or I'm dating them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm it. dating, like, the person, that's what I usually say, yeah. even though dating can refer to just the stage before you're in a relationship, you know? Can it really? That's really? what, because we're going on dates. That's what dating is, is going uh, on dates. Yeah, that's So it true. can mean, you know, so I would yeah. say before we became officials, like, oh, a guy I'm, I've been dating or a guy, you know, that I've, you know. That's fair. Because I yeah, was I dating yeah, yeah. him. Yeah. But you but were, like, officially, like, yeah. It, I think it matters, on, you know, I feel mm. like it's, like, yeah, I, guess, I don't know. I guess context, like, matters there. But yeah, 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 It also wasn't, like, when we became official, it wasn't, like, a big deal. Like, I don't yeah. even remember what day it was. Well, so yeah. It wasn't, yeah. It wasn't yeah, like, like, he said no, this no, on October 25th. No, I was like, I don't pay, like, I, no, yeah. it wasn't like that at all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was pretty gradual, so it just kind of, like, you know, yeah. it seemed more, like, natural. It wasn't, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, I just, I don't know, like, whenever I was, so, my first year at Glorietta, there was, like, multiple girls that I was interested in, because I was just, like I said, relationships have always been an interesting thing for me, Um, but, like, when I was there, it was just always interesting, too, because I was, like, we weren't allowed to date, but there was, like, multiple girls that really wanted to, like, you know, have a relationship and different things like that. Um, One of them, I remember specifically, I was actually still in contact with. Her name is Jessica. What's up, Jessica? She probably will never listen to this ever. Okay. But um, she's a vet tech, I think, now. But um, very interesting girl. But I just remember, like, there was, like, a little bit of thing there. There's another girl, Amanda, who I know she's never going to listen to this. She's married now, so that, okay. uh, she's got her own. Right. I think she has a baby now, too. Ooh, so congrats, congrats Amanda. You know, <laughs> you're never going to hear that congrats. But, you know, sending condol- or, uh, not condolences, like, congratulations. Condolences. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. You're trapped forever. <laughs> Locked you down, that baby. Um, no, but like, and I just remember different girls at different times. Like, you just like were wondering about like, yeah, it's just like actually like a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, is this like how far is this going? How official is this? Yeah. And like, as a guy, like, 
Especially because I'm a very, like, I'm a person who gets attached very easily. Like, mm-hmm. once you're my friend, you're my friend. Like, yeah. there's no, like, if ands, or buts about it. Like, you know, you ask me for something, I'm like, sure, like, cool. Like, and it, I think most of the time that's not really put to the test because most people feel awkward asking that. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, especially like a student, like, you know, like, obviously, like, been a youth pastor for like five years now, going on six, and it's like, okay, so I've been doing this for long enough to where I built relationships with kids, and so some kids, like, will never ask you for anything, no matter how much help you're offering them, they'll never ask for mm-hmm. anything or take anything you're giving them. So other kids are like, they meet you, and they're like, hey, can I have this? Or like, can I do this? I'm like, yeah, sure, let's go. And they're like, what? Like, <laughs> but it's like, because I, yeah. I don't really care, like, I'm not there to like, give you like a qualification, and then you can get my love. Like, right. And it's like, you're here, you're in front of me, like, you're a person, like, I love you, and it's like, someone's, like, being hateful, it's like, we're not gonna be friends, like, I'm never probably gonna be friends with people that hate me, probably, but at yeah. the same time, like, I'll still love you, like, and I know that's a really challenging thing to go through, but, like, I think I'm fairly good at just, like, giving people just love pretty mm-hmm. much off the bat, at least, like, at least acceptance, I should say, you know, I think love is a very, uh, obviously, you're talking about a group on Tuesday, it's like, it's more mm-hmm. complicated than just what you might think it is, and, right. you know, obviously still working through that myself but like i think i give people acceptance and um encouragement and i you know love and affection pretty freely um but the thing is i i think that um it's oftentimes kind of hard to um like because they get so attached so quickly that i'm like i don't know where the other person feels about things like yeah. at that moment like do you um have you ever watched brooklyn 99 yeah mm-hmm. so like charles boyle yeah, Boyle. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm thinking about. Of people, good. probably yeah. obviously not to that extreme, but I'm just like thinking about. Dude, I, I got some yeast. In it. <laughs> the yeast. <laughs> no, I, uh, dude, yeah, I, I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, dude, okay, so sorry, I'll, I'll, but getting back, so I'll finish my first thing the last minute. Okay. But yeah, in general, it just it feels like there's a, um, it's it's a hard thing to know and gauge whenever you're like. Um, talking to a girl, but you just don't know where things are at, especially as a guy who gets very attached and cares about people basically right away. Like, there's, mm-hmm. like, really no, like, I'm like, hey, we had a really good conversation. I'm like, dude, this is great. Like, we're best friends now. And it's yeah. like, like, Gabe, chill. Like, they probably don't aren't going to remember you. And it's like, but, like, I love them. Like, if they asked, oh, yeah. for, if they asked for my shirt, I would give it to them. And they're like, well, that's, that's one-sided, Gabe, and that's great. I'm like, that's great. So, like, for me in general, and this is, like, part of, I think, where I'm at now is, like, understanding that, like, because I've had that feeling of, like, you know, I love somebody and they don't necessarily return that the same way or as quickly mm-hmm. or, you know, as the, as much intensity, um, that I'm, like, come a little bit jaded and you're, like, kind of wall yourself off and, like, okay, well, I'll give you stuff, but I'm never going to let you in because it's, like, just feel like at a certain point, it's, like, most people don't really care that much, so it's just, like, I'll give, but, like, my walls are still up at that point, so that's, I think, where kind of having to learn that aspect of, like, loving, or I guess, yeah. you know, figuring that That's out That's interesting. So, so, like, learning how to love with, like, less intensity, almost, or maybe... Mm. I don't think I it's don't, that. I don't I know. I think it's more just, like, acknowledging that, like, um, like, I, I don't know, I think it's... <laughs> well, that's, that's a whole other conversation, but... Being more aware of how the other person is... Well, no, I don't think no. it's a lack of, I don't think it's a desire or a, a need to, like, love less on my end, but I think it's oh, more to, like, I think let others actually be a part of my life okay. more intentionally okay. and actually let people have that, like, intimacy right. in my life in a way that I have in theirs, you know, okay. um, like, letting it be a two-way street and not just okay. a, um, 
like I'm happy to give all I can, right. you know, and I don't think that's a bad thing because uh, I don't think I'm in in need of like, oh man, I need to fill her up. But at the same time, it's like um, acknowledging that it's a. I'm trying to get emotional. It's fine, um, but just like acknowledging that like other people can like give you the same thing and that's okay, you know, mm. and not expecting um, to be hurt all the time. So, yeah. I guess that's that's, yeah. yeah, I don't know that. I, I, that's obviously I'm obviously going through a lot right now too, just oh, in my own yeah. stuff. But it's just like you know, that's I think that's just kind of where my perspective is at currently, okay. and, and kind of where I'm at. But yeah, yeah. So it's good to be aware of that, and so I know that's like I feel like it's kind of hard to like change something that has been so like hmm. part of like your habit, like part of like who you are, hmm. and then like those things are harder to change than you know changing our diet or you know yeah. things like that because yeah. i feel like a diet you could see the food that you're eating you know or yeah. things like habits like that but you can't mm-hmm. see necessarily like love like it's not something that's tangible like, that, yes yeah. it's not tangible and so mm-hmm. i feel like those things are like harder because it's like it's so because you already have that habit and like breaking a habit is like mm-hmm. that's not you know yeah, not normal. tangible and yeah, yeah. But it's good to at least be aware, and that's, like, I think a good good place to be. So. My first thought as soon as you said that was Michael Scott saying, I love you this many dollars worth. <laughs> 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 it was like, a gift is something tangible that you can point to and I know. say, I yes, love, love you this yes, many dollars yes. worth. <laughs> like, love is tangible, Gabe. Just buy people stuff with yes, all the money you right. don't have. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I was told Rachel, I'm like, I feel like I'm like Michael Scott with a filter. Like, that's like just who I am. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> if I can, if, <laughs> like, my instinct is like, just be obnoxious all right. the time. But I'm like, Gabe, don't be obnoxious. Like, right. <laughs> I know. You know, I feel like the first time I watched The Office, I was, was just so annoyed by everything Michael did. I was just <laughs> like, like, I knew he yeah. left the show, so I was yeah. honestly waiting for it to happen. Really? And then, oh. it was weird. I, I don't know. I, I did not have a good view of the, like, I don't know. For yeah. some reason, I feel like I just watched the first time I watched The Office, it was kind of like a chore. Yeah. And something clicked the second time I watched The Office. Yeah. And I think, too, because I knew Jim and Pam were going to get together. Oh! I rushed through, like, the first Because oh! I was getting so annoyed at how long it was taking that I wasn't actually paying attention to the comedy of yeah, the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when I watched it again, it was like I got to watch it, like, for the first time again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I actually enjoyed the comedy. But then, I don't know, now knowing more of, like, Michael Scott's, like, character and quotes and stuff, mm. he is honestly a relatable person. I feel like part of him oh. lives inside of us. Like, he just says and does the things oh. that we want to be able to say. I and, know! You know? Like, gosh like, dang it! <laughs> Why can't I just say that? Oh, it's like, you cheated on me when I specifically, specifically asked you, you not, not to? to. <laughs> Michael, you said it! You said it what we all wanted to say. Gosh dang it! Oh my gosh! Yes, no, literally to a T. Like, I, and that's the thing. I, I feel like he is like the embodiment of who I, I of, of who I could be if I really didn't care what people think. Like, if yes. I had no self awareness, which I have very little of it to begin with, and also <laughs> the fact, like, if I had no self awareness and no filter and really didn't care, mm-hmm. it was just like, then I would say, 
I'm basically Michael Scott because I'm just like there's so many things I do and say or think right. that I'm like Gabe don't say that like that's gonna be so bad that's and I'm like I think it's hilarious and I'm like Gabe this is not that's the place <laughs> this is not the place it's like oh dude like you're a room full of Jews uh, don't make a Jew joke like <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. and like the inner like part of me is just like this is gonna be hilarious let's say this right, right now let's yeah. say this right now Gabe it's like Gabe shut up <laughs> I know uh, oh man yeah uh, I crack up the most when he says things wrong. Like, oh, I didn't realize man. how often he does that <laughs> yeah. until watching the show, you know, on, re- you know? Yeah, 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 And yeah. how, like, the writers were just so good at creating, like, the perfect way for him to mess up. Yes, yes. Like, a word, you know? Like, how the turntables. Like, yeah! That's, like, the best one. But okay. there's so many other ones that aren't as popular as that one. Limitless that are just, paper. Like, in a paperless world. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that blanket. That's funny. He has an office blanket. Yes, I do. That's the pretzel. A, literally, yeah, it's pretzel day. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously the Dundies. And then you got yeah. Dwight, Angela's cats, assistant to the regional, regional manager. manager. Ah! Limitless paper. Yeah. In a paperless Good world. <laughs> that narrating on that video is so funny. Right. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. So for me, I feel like every time I take those, you know, which office character are you? Please? Yeah. I always get Andy Bernard. And I get really? Really? And then you know what else? Yeah. All the Enneagram pages on Instagram. Yeah. It does like which Enneagram, like which office character. And like Andy's a seven. I'm a really? Seven. And so I feel like I'm always getting connected to Andy. And I like get annoyed because he is... An annoying person. Yeah. <laughs> he is. I don't think I would want to be an aunt. You know, like I don't. I don't know. I feel like I'm not Andy, but maybe I am Andy, and I'm just like, you know, trying Unaware to deny. Of it. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but I will say this. I do appreciate the character of Andy a lot more. Mm. I watch the Office Lady podcast. Do you know okay. that podcast? Yeah, yeah. So it's with Angela. Uh, uh, Kinsey and mm. yeah Jenna Fisher and mm. I love their podcast mm. but they do a really good job of just like really highlighting like mm. the greatness of you know the care and like the, yeah. their acting ability and I feel like I maybe it's my appreciate for Ed Helms more yeah. so than mm-hmm. Andy Bernard because he got on that show and wasn't supposed to he was supposed to like leave it yeah. but he like I could just you know and you see that in his first like how well he like he, I don't know. Oh. He just took his character and like made it him, you know, and yeah. put all of his like he like they're ready to, to do like that's his mm. own thing. Like that's not a script. Like that's yeah. like Ed Holmes's like creation. <sighs> yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like he made such like a good mark on that character. Oh, yes. You know, mm-hmm. to where they couldn't let him go. And no. I feel like yeah. he ended up like I I enjoyed like I feel like Andy is part of the op. You know. Oh, 100%. I didn't necessarily yeah, yeah. like him as manager. Yeah. I, yeah. Um. But I get it because he's the most like Michael. And so to keep the same type of, like, dynamic. So I understand why they did it, you know. So I'm not that mad about Mm -hmm. it. And then also the last episode, his story of how he ended is probably my favorite. I was like, it is tragic, but it's perfect at the same time. It's exactly how Andy should have left. And it's exactly what should have happened to his character. But I feel like I just have appreciated for Ed Helms because Mm -hmm. that's like what got him famous. And then now he's like, everyone now he's been in like some of like the most, I probably watched a lot of his movies before I ever watched The Office. And so, yeah, no, he's know, like been in The Hangover. Yeah, like, I know. Like, like, he, like, I don't know. He goes so unnoticed, right. I think, prior to The Office. Yeah. And yeah. they talk about, like, all of his, like, music abilities, you know? Like, Dude, he's insane. I know. Oh, like, they said that, bro. like, they would, like, make him play a weird instrument. 
and he would go teach it to himself and like know all the chords or like a new song or whatever and he yeah. would teach it to himself in like 30 minutes like no one like taught him how to do it he would just like even if he didn't like i know like he had to do like the banjo or whatever that weird thing was yeah. like, whatever that was like he just taught it to himself he had never played with it yeah. you know or played on that instrument before and just like that's crazy it's just, yeah. just like have that much so I don't like Andy, but I do respect Ed Helms and mm. what he brought to the character of Andy. Yeah. It's, uh, I, maybe, maybe I'm like, okay, I, I don't get as offended when I see it from that perspective. <laughs> I love Andy so much. I love Andy. Really? I love Andy. Like, cause I just like, he's like, I think the other half of like, I think because a lot of the characters in the office are little bits, and then this is maybe just because I love Michael so much, they're like a little bit of like specific aspects of Michael and how he like relates mm. to them. Like yeah. Andy 100% relates to like the obnoxious musical side yeah. of Michael that he doesn't have. He yeah. wants to have that, yes. but Andy actually has that That's and he's good at it. Right. And like Michael's like, oh, I, I can do the theater. And yes. it's like, Michael, calm down. You can't. Like, you like yes. that, but you're not good at it. Right. <laughs> I I, maybe one thing, I feel like it might be, Andy obviously does a way more extreme than me, mm. is Andy will do anything he can to be relatable. Uh, okay. You know, so the first time he meets Michael, how he yeah. does everything that Michael does, you know, yeah, yeah. and likes all the same things Michael likes. I know, mm. I know that's an extreme, but I feel mm. like I have that to mm. where... Like, I can meet a person, find out their interest, and mm. then kind of, like, Dig you know, really make myself, you know, mm. I don't know, like, I don't, like, alter myself, but mm. in a way I do, in the sense, mm. like, I might talk differently to you mm. than I would to, like, somebody else, you yeah. know, that's, mm. like, has, you know, for mm. you, I can, I can match your, like, level of energy, but mm. if I'm with someone else who doesn't have that energy, I can... I can yeah. I can match the energies I can match the vibes you know I'm yeah. very conscious of the vibes and I yeah. don't want to ruin it mm. and I feel like that's like Andy like he has a very yeah. good you know he can just like I don't know mm. tell of what like the vibe and like the room is or like with the person and be able to match that and it's yeah. not a good thing it's, it's called masking. <laughs> okay, so, anyway. let, so let me ask yeah. you: At what point is that an issue? At what point is that an advantage? Like masking. Well, yeah, I mean, because... Oh, it's, yeah, something I've been, like, breaking down to myself, like, a lot. Mm. Um, I didn't realize how much I did it, and mm. I'm starting to realize more and more now of, like, mm. doing it and masking. So, I think I I do have social anxiety in some situations. So, for me, masking is a way of, like, kind of, like, protecting myself mm. in a way of, like, making me feel, like, less anxious. But I think I just have such, like, a self-awareness for what people are thinking in the room. Mm. And so I'm not, I guess in some ways, like, it, it can look like people-pleasing, like, trying to get mm. the approval of people. But I think I also just, like, kind of want to, like, match, like, the level that's, yeah. like, being, you know. So, like, that's why new situations, I mentioned this earlier, like, interviews and dating. And, mm. you know, meeting people the first time is really intimidating because yeah. I don't know how to act yet. I don't know mm. how much of myself I need to be and not to be yeah. in those situations. And so I think I match more than what I think I do and sometimes when I'm with people and they ask me like you know what do I you know what do you want to go eat or what do you want to go do or what yeah. like you know these types of questions in my mind I am trying to think what does this person want to do yeah. what do I want to do and what what's a good thing that we could both do that we both but I will yeah. always make a decision based on hmm. the other person instead yeah. of just like saying what, it, want, what, yeah. what I want so I'm trying to fix that um, mm. other times I feel like I, that's not a good thing. I'm like afraid to ask questions. Mm. Like if someone's speaking about something or says a word that I don't understand or a phrase I don't understand, yeah. or if they mm. just say anything I don't understand, 
I will so naturally, without even thinking about it, just nod and pretend. Yeah. And just, like, I don't even realize of how much of the conversation I had known nothing about that I'm uh, just, like, totally faking it. Yeah. Like, I'm really good at faking it. Mm. And I feel like that's, like, me masking just because mm. I don't want to humiliate myself by not knowing, yeah. you know, what yeah. it is. So I try to stop that and by yeah. asking people what they mean by certain things or mm. certain words that I don't know or yeah. not being embarrassed by that. Mm. Um yeah it's interesting so yeah yeah i mean that's fair i mean i think there's like at at a certain point i mean um i think like i think everybody has a bit of social anxiety in different ways well actually no i think there's some people that really just don't give a rip and they're just putting themselves right um like for me like i don't think anybody would necessarily say that i have social anxiety because i'm very good with people Uh but like um I have a lot of anxiety with people. Like I think I, it comes off in different ways for different people. You experience yeah. it differently, for yeah. sure. I like, for me, it's like I'm so concerned to see if somebody else is comfortable, like, or if they're mm. like feeling okay. Like, <laughs> if somebody feels uncomfortable, then I feel like I'm I want to crawl out of my skin and just die. Yeah. Like I le- legitimately just like, well, I want to go throw up and I want to cry because yeah. I feel like this. I made this person feel uncomfortable or the situation sucked and I can't fix it. And mm-hmm. I just, I just want to, I literally just want to curl up and die. Like that's all I want to do. Like I don't care about Like if you else. did something wrong socially or, or well, no, if just, you did something wrong, but okay. Yeah. Just in general. Like yeah. if I'm with somebody and something happens to them and I feel like bad about it and like, it's nothing I did or something. Yeah. It could have been an external thing. Like let's say you and I went to a coffee shop and somebody spills coffee. Like this, like they bring the coffee out oh, to you and, and I'm okay. like, oh, I'm like, I feel so bad. Like, yeah. It's like, I would give you clothes if I had clothes. Like, I would, like, where do you live? Like, let's go back and change. Because then it's, like, this awkward, like, you either have to sit there in that or everything's ruined. And then you feel bad and I feel bad and you feel embarrassed and I feel embarrassed. Because you feel embarrassed. And I'm just, like, so – maybe it's just, like, an over – over over empathizing with somebody just yes. unnecessarily but at the same time like for me like i just want somebody to feel as comfortable as they can around me like yeah. I, I just don't want somebody to feel uncomfortable and like so for me like biggest way that comes out is like when i'm at the gym or something mm-hmm. like obviously there's women at the gym and they're wearing clothes or whatever um like i don't have any Since when do women wear clothes at the gym <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I failed to acknowledge that women are naked at the gym. I'm sorry. You're right. Um, no, but like, <laughs> but the thing is, like, even like, you know, guys that like are wearing like very little clothes, like, yeah. you know, it's a very regular thing for people to do at the gym. But like, even when I see a, a man, obviously I'm not sexually attracted to men, so that's not really an issue, but it's yeah. like seeing a man like working out and just like looking at like what he's doing or like observing mm-hmm. their body and how things are like, I'm a very observant person. Right. Like, I just like to, I don't know, I'm just very mm-hmm. observant. And so, for me, like, I'm just observing, per- like, observing somebody just for just what they're doing or how's it going or, yeah. like, you know, like, man, that person's putting in a lot of effort. Like, for me, like, I'm at the gym, like, man or woman, if I see somebody getting after it, I'm like, dude, let's freaking go. Like, for me, I want to walk up to them and be right. like, dude, pound it. Like, let's go. Like, I just want to, yes. like, amp them up or, like, if they're, like, someone who's, like, and it's, like, someone who's overweight and they're in the gym and they're working hard. Yeah. Even if they're, like, not doing something that's, like, crazy impressive, they're in there. They're putting in work. Like, I yeah. literally, am, I, like, I so badly all the time so I go up to, like, people that I see that are, like, <laughs> overweight or they're working hard and I just want to be like dude like keep going like I just so yeah. badly want to do that and like to me like if somebody went up to me and did that to me I'd be like oh dude like thanks like I feel so happy yeah. but I also know other people are like Gabe 
like or like like dude get the hell away from me like who are you like right. even if i'm trying to gas them up and just freaking like let's go they're like yeah. dude get away from me i'm sweating like a pig and i feel horrible about myself like get out of here and so i know like and so for the thing is like especially specifically what i'm talking about with anxiety with women is like i'll like be looking and just seeing things and i see like a woman like working out and like let's say they're in shape or something but i see them working real hard like i do my best like not even look in their general direction like it's like almost like there's like yeah. a 20 foot radius around that uh-huh. woman in my eyesight that I'll, I can't even look over there or else I feel like she thinks that I'm looking at her and yeah. I feel anxiety. Like I don't want her to feel uncomfortable because right. I don't know her. I don't, I'm not yeah. looking at her, but if I look in that general direction, I feel like she's going to think I am. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh no, like I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. Like, and I feel so bad and like no one said anything like they're like, there's nothing. I'm not even looking at them actively enough to make a big deal of it, but I'm so conscious of their presence over there mm-hmm. then I'm like, I'm like just like all right don't look over there and I'm gonna try to focus on workout and I'm getting like a really good pump in right like uh like yesterday I was working chest yesterday and I was sitting at uh, I you know went to this one cable machine because there was other stuff so but the cable machine like you have to sit down and like so you're seated and it's like kind of arched backwards and there's like two cables on each side so there's a handle mm-hmm. and they're in place like they're meant to be like this yeah. specific you know seated fly with cables um so I sit down, and so I'm, like, ready, and so I grab my left handle, and I go to my right handle, and there's a lady who's, like, basically on a bench, like, next to me, but she's, like, mm-hmm. bent over, basically with her butt, like, right next to the handle, and I was, like, I'm just not going to grab the handle, and I literally just looked the other way, because I was, like, this, like, I realize there's nothing that I'm doing that's wrong, but I just feel like I'm going to make her feel uncomfortable, and I just have anxiety sitting there, and I'm just, like, I can't work out. Like I literally just like, it just like yeah. kind of just shut down. Cause I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I just feel so bad, but it's like, you haven't done anything. Like, what are you doing, Gabe? Like, it's like, I just want them to feel comfortable. And yeah. so it's like in almost any situation that's like, and obviously that's like the, the strongest manifestation of that. Cause it's like the easiest to make somebody feel uncomfortable yeah. in that situation. But like, that's more of how I feel almost all the time. Like, I just want people yeah. to feel comfortable, feel safe around me to feel like they're loved and that's it. Like that's like as long as you mm. feel comfortable, loved, like I'm fine. Like we can laugh and hang out because that's all I want to do is laugh and hang out. As long as like we're all good, like we're all good, you know. But as soon right. as you're not all good, I feel like what do I do wrong? You know, yeah. Like how can I help this? Like what what can I do to to make this better? And most of the time, it's like most of the time it's not anything I did. But when it is, especially when I did something like I say something weird or like I do something awkward just because I think it's funny mm-hmm. or I think it's like whatever, then all of a sudden it's like. Oh man, I think about that the rest of my life. Like literally, I relive it every single day, and I'm just like for the next like three weeks. You're I'm just like I'm like I remember when I was talking to Haley, and I said that really weird thing about Alex, and then she kind of looked at me funny, and then we moved on from the conversation. I don't think to bother, but like, gay, okay, why did you say that? Like, how dare you say that? Like, she probably like thinks you don't like Alex, and I'm just like, but I like <laughs> Alex. But I'm like, dude, you've only met him once, so how can you like him? But I'm like, I don't dislike him. Like, he's cool, and so there's like, yeah. but like that's like how like it in me. Like that's just like right. how that goes. So you didn't say anything weird about Alex, or was I just like, no, 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 no. I was, I was just like, being, wait, I, no, did that happen? No, no, no. <laughs> No, so that's the thing. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's I where I'm like, yeah, it's just giving yeah. a hypothetical example. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's just like that's like that's kind of where it okay. goes to. So yeah. right, yeah, yeah. No, I guess I don't know. It seems like for you, definitely aware of like how other I don't. Yeah, I guess like wanting to others to feel mm. yeah like they're most comfortable. Mm. Um, but like I guess I don't know. My social anxiety is like almost like the opposite. Is mm. like I'm trying to be. You I I. Mm. I want others to 
think that I'm comfortable around them. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That like I'm not judging them, you know, mm. or I think too a lot of it comes from obviously like I'm I'm a Christian. I'm also mm-hmm. in seminary and mm-hmm. I work at a church. Mm-hmm. And you know, if that's like the first thing that people know about me mm-hmm. and they aren't, you know, a faith or a practicing believer or maybe they are a believer mm-hmm. or, you know, but they might be intimidated by that, you know, that can mm-hmm. rub off on different people in mm-hmm. many, many different ways. So if that's yeah. like the first thing they know about me. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that they are still comfortable around me and don't mm-hmm. feel, you know, you know we are yeah that they don't they they don't have to alter themselves or think that i'm going you know Mm -hmm. like they don't have to be less of themselves because i'm around because i I don't perceive myself to be that person like i'm really not you know Mm -hmm. i can be around anybody anybody i don't really care you Mm -hmm. know like of what they're doing and there's Mm -hmm. like i'm i I would never ever like say anything or think Mm -hmm. anything or think less of a person because Mm -hmm. that's not how i um judge people and that's Mm -hmm. not how i you know you know that, that that's just not not how I perceive people or yeah. whatever. There's mm-hmm. you know more people more things about a person than mm-hmm. you know their behaviors. Yeah. So, anyways, I guess for me, I just want like it's like the opposite. Like I know you want other people to feel like comfortable around you, but mm-hmm. it's funny because like, I'm like I want other people to feel, know that I'm comfortable like around them. So oh, it's like yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So like we both it's weird because like you can have social anxiety right, and but every single person is going to experience it like a little mm-hmm. differently or have different reactions to yeah. it. So yeah. it's just. It's amazing how different we all are. Yeah. yeah. We experience different things. So yeah. it is interesting. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Lord made us unique. There you go. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, um, so it's funny, part of my sermon on, by the way, do you have anything you need to do? No, no. Um, I don't, I don't have to be anywhere. Yeah. Okay. okay. I were to be until like eight o'clock. So okay. Cool. We probably won't have like a, four or five hour podcast but I <laughs> know <laughs> it's like this is gonna be like a whole like series of, I don't know I don't know what you're gonna do if you're gonna cut dude, this dude honestly we could do like a two-parter I don't know but um, yeah. uh gonna be like our inaugural thing but um no 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 so my so my sermon on Sunday tomorrow mm-hmm. today's Saturday um dude it's like the days like didn't fly by and then all of a sudden I just realized like oh crap it's Saturday I'm like jeez mm-hmm. just like snuck up on me um a part of my sermon on Sunday um, is talking about how, um, like, the Lord gives us, uh, like, unique gifts, you know. Okay. Um, but also focusing more so on the fact that we all have a general calling, though. Like, the general calling of everybody is, like, you know, go there for, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's, like, that's, like, obviously the biggest push I'm kind of having with that. But um, also just talking about, like, and it was interesting as you were talking about with your church in the beginning, like, how... Um, they're very, um, they can be very, like, uh, servant-hearted in a small community. Like, mm-hmm. there's, like, you have a smaller church with a lot of people that want to serve or that are serving. And I feel like that's pretty much where our church is at, except they serve in, uh, most of them serve in a, a food pantry called Hope, which oh, cool. uh, we don't necessarily oversee directly, but we just operate it out of the church. Okay. And, uh, well, I guess we do. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's not it's not really that much of a ministry besides the fact we just give people food and send them on their way. Like, mm-hmm. there's no, like, interaction or talking about, like, the Lord with them or even, like, investing in their lives at all. Like, I mean, I guess there used to be, but that was mm-hmm. prior to COVID, and now there's not. And so it's kind of even less of a ministry than it was before. And so it's kind of like this weird, 
awkward thing. And there's a lot of people in the church that are just not about it. They're like, dude, we got to get that out of here. Like, mm-hmm. we're burning a hole in our pocket. We're using a lot of our storage for something that's not really benefiting the community or the church. Like, it's just not, it's like kind of a, it's a band-aid on a wound, really. Yeah. So it's like, how are we actually going to do anything about that? Um, but that being said, uh, the general calling of the whole church is to, like, go there for, make disciples, like sharing, you know, evangelizing or just talking about the Lord with other people, like living out your faith, really. Um, and so while we have a lot of people that have those unique callings to like do certain things or serve in certain ministries or go to certain places, like some people are called to be missionaries and stuff. Uh, but overall, like our calling is still to like be actively pursuing others for Christ, mm-hmm. you know, in whatever vein that looks like. And your, your giftings are to be used for basically that thing to like share in the light that we've been given in Christ, you know, like understanding that like. I have a hope in my life. I have a hope in my heart for not only right now, but forever. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And this life I can live freely, like life to the full, because Christ has given me that life. And it's like, that's amazing. That's something I can celebrate and have a weight off my shoulders every single day of my life because I can look to the cross and be thankful. And it's like, I can, you know, enjoy every little bit. It's always not, uh, obviously not always as easy as that, but it's like, we all kind of have that blessing and it's like, are we sharing that blessing with anybody? You know, right. Are we letting anybody actually, um, partake of the very living water that has saved us? You know, are we even telling anybody about that? You know, if they they don't want any part of it, then that's on them. You know, like (laughs) it's like, but are we even giving anybody an opportunity to drink really? Um, and so it's just like, that's kind of the, the focus of the message in general. And, um, I'm not sure how it's going to go over, to be honest with you, because our church is an older congregation, um, but I think there's also plenty of, like, 40 to 50-year-olds that are Mm -hmm. in there that are also, like, you know, still able to go out and have social lives and do those things. Um, But I think they're also very, very consumed with just doing things all the time and not necessarily being intentional about, like, where they're at in the world and where the Lord is using them and how the Lord's using them. I think they're kind of just, like, moseying along and hoping for the best and not really being, like, intentional with, like, God, how can you use me? Like, how are you using me? And, like, how do you want to use me? You know, having that, like, active relationship Mm -hmm. and talking to the Lord about what they can do. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like something that's really helpful in those types of conversations, because it can easily be glimpsed over, Mm -hmm. is ensuring that there's not one right way to Mm. share the gospel, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you can definitely, like meet up with someone at a coffee shop and like directly tell them about the or like your life and your you know that is sharing Mm. the gospel Mm. in some ways i feel like it can be as if that's the only approach in doing it you know right making the mistake there yeah Yeah. right and i know that that was for me the message at least i was hearing not necessarily it may not been what was verbally being said but that's like what i was understanding it to be Mm. if that makes sense yeah from you know what evangelism or what sharing the gospel is is mm-hmm. like verbally saying Those the words, words yeah. to mm-hmm. someone else and that was like where like the line was drawn <laughs> and that made me super like insecure mm-hmm. and i like would go back and forth with questioning if i like had strong enough faith because on one hand mm-hmm. i've always been someone who i believe i've 
I, I, I've been able to keep the spirit close to me and being able to really experience life with spirit and dwells inside me. It's why I'm so drawn to spiritual formation. Um, that's probably a gifting that I had that you were talking about that we all have individual gifts. And that's definitely one that I've known that I've had. Um, and so like, I felt like still connected and close to God because of that. So, but at the same time, I wasn't being what the people, mm. like my pastors or the people I was listening to were telling me that I needed to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, and I, and I know that there are, you know, there, there, there are different avenues and ways. And I think mm. talking about our gifts is important because I think it's through our mm. gifts that we not only know how to share the gospel, but we, mm. we come closer into knowing who we are yeah. become closer to Christ. Mm. And I don't know, I feel like there's such like a bond that's made yeah. and like understanding that. So I know gifting is really mm. important. Mm. Um, cause I, I am not suited to just mm. talk about like verbally my faith yeah. very often. Um, and so I, I definitely use discernment a lot and like mm. the spirit's words and try to invoke spirit-like words and actions mm. and embodiment of like love into like the way I interact and talk with people. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like it, yeah, it looks different. And I know one time I was at a, it was a mission trip. It was, um, I went to a Baptist church and I have to say Baptist. I'm sorry. Good old um, Baptist. And, and, um, yeah. In college, we went on a mission trip and I remember on this mission trip, there was, we were working with a church plant there and someone mm. at this church plant, he had shared this quote, um, I want to say it's from John Wesley, but now I'm rethinking if that's correct. Wesley Snipes? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, John, John Wesley, the Methodist dude. Um, <laughs> anyway, it was, you know, like, share the gospel, um, like, or like, always share the gospel, but only use words when necessary. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so this is a very popular thing. Yeah. Remember, he shared that with us. I remember hearing that, and like, it like, clicked, like, it resonated. I was like, okay, yeah, to me, that made sense. And then we get back to the hotel. And our college pastor was kind of talking to us. We were like debriefing the day. And he, he said, by the way, I know he said this quote, but that's just not right. And then he went on this like rant about how like in order to share the gospel, you have to use words. And like reflecting and looking back on that and how like much that just promotes ableism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what does that mean? Someone who is literally not like they are non-verbal or unable to verbally speak or mm-hmm. whatever that looks like, are they not allowed to accept the Lord's calling yeah. as a Christian? You know, mm-hmm. so it's very interesting. Yeah. And so that's why I feel like talking about giftings mm-hmm. in evangelism is like mm-hmm. not like it's a must and it's so important. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you're able to preach on that and hopefully yeah. it'll make people in your congregation, you know, like more confident that they mm-hmm. are, able to do it you know even if they're not the best at verbal speaking but they can that there are ways to share god's love and god's light and god's message with others around us um so yeah i uh well part of it is also talking about like in first corinthians is what i touch on too it's like first corinthians 12 talking about like we Mm -hmm. have all these different gifts Yeah, yeah yeah but it's like you know we have all these different things and it brings us together as the church like we're not all going to be the same and it's like i think Mm -hmm. I've written down. It's all basically the whole sermon's written on my phone because I'll like start getting like thoughts and I'm just like praying through it. And all of a sudden, like I'm like literally yesterday I woke up in the morning and I was like just kind of laying there and I started thinking about it. And then like the 
just came to me, and I literally was like, I got to get up, and I just started writing. It was like, really, uh, just like, yeah. yeah so I just Whenever started. you know you're about to preach, I know you don't mm. preach every Sunday, obviously, mm. but when you know you do, do you just like, mm. I don't know, take mental, I don't know, like throughout mm. the day, just like it ran, yeah. I don't know, get like so pumped up about mm. it, and then you almost have too much stuff to... Uh, yeah, I don't so know. Mine it's is, like, yeah, because, well, I get is, it like that whenever I, yeah. I have so much that, like, I want to say, but right. I also know it's like, okay, what needs to be said? And, like, what mm-hmm. really is the Lord asking me to say? And, like, mm-hmm. how am I utilizing what, what he has for me to say? Yeah. And, like, am I articulating that well? And am I adding anything into it? Yeah. And it's like, I know part of it is going to be my own, like, it's going to be, the Lord's desire through my own filter a little bit, but at yeah. the same time, like he also pushes through that filter and says, get the hell out of the way. Cause it's like, it's really his. So it's right. like, okay. So it's like, you know, part of it's like articulated partially through just my way of articulating it, but really it's going to be the Lord's will. And so, um, really trying to pray through that and kind of talking about it and, um, thinking about like all these different things that I want to bring into it. But then this is kind of the more I add in and the more I start kind of trying to put it together, the more things kind of get stripped away mm-hmm. and stripped away and stripped away. And then it's like, just becomes the central thing that I'm actually focusing on really more than anything else. Yeah. Um, and so for me, like I, you know, I can teach through and I, I did uh, exegetical teaching whenever I was in California uh, with the kids. Yeah. Um, like a, you know, taught through just different books in the Bible for the kids because it was very easy, straightforward, and that's what my senior pastor at the time was doing. And um, besides that and a few other topical things, for the most part, I just taught exegetically. Um, but now, like, I'm more comfortable doing kind of a both, you know, if I need to teach through a book or if I want to teach through a book, I just yeah. feel like if the Lord has, then I'll do it. But, um, like, for me, whenever I teach on Sundays, typically it's only once or twice maybe like two or three times in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it's typically a fairly topical because uh, I don't have a lot of time to invest through a whole book. Right. Um, so uh, this one I'm mostly, I mean, I'm using a lot of different verses from different books of the Bible to mm-hmm. kind of be the kind of the supporting thing of it. Dragon but point, yeah. really the, the root of all of it is in Ephesians. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was, we were oh, yeah, yeah, Ephesians. we were through Ephesians. Yeah, yeah. so, and the Lord's really just put a lot of my heart I feel like that has a... Oh, man. That's just, like, one of my favorites, so... It was funny. I was actually... So this is my old Bible over here, this black one. Uh Um, And I'll just show you, actually. By the way, do you want me to turn the light on? It's a little bit... Yeah, we can do that. I'd love to see. There you go. I was also going to say, we could light this guy. This is like a nice little, like... Oh, candle? No, it's like Wait, what is it? I don't know what it is. Okay, watch. I'll show you. Watch. I'll have to get my light on. I might need to take a pee break. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Okay, I'll take one now. I'll do go. that. I'm not going to do that and get some chips. We're going to be right back, podcast right. people. Okay. We are mm. back, officially. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're back. Um, okay, so this thing, actually, believe it or not, um, I don't know what kind of like official name is, but... It's like those old school lamps. Is that oil in there? Yeah. Like lamp oil? Okay. Yeah. So it's like literally just like, it's actually kind of, it's a really big flame. Oh Lord Jesus. Okay. We're fine. But yeah, it actually puts out a lot of light and a good amount of heat, believe it or not. Um, so believe it or not, let's see how well this actually works. Yeah. I really like it. It's really kind of moody also. You like yeah. yeah. It is cool. I did get it. Yeah. It's a little Um, which one do you prefer? I really don't care either way. I don't so. care. It doesn't matter. Can you see with it? Yeah, I can see. Actually, this is really cool. I love I love a nice lighting situation. So. 
a nice yeah. lighting situation. Yeah. I feel like we're like getting cultish now because we have like the Bible and like a weird lighting. What? Um, no. Candles? Bible I have a professor that makes this light of candle before class, and it's mm. like the Christ candle. So it's supposed to be like a re- representation of like Christ's like eternal flame and Christ being present with us. Oh, that's so cool. That's we awesome. can just see that. That's there nice. you go. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So obviously, I'm like reading through. Oh Ephesians. my gosh, we got the Bible. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and the light of Christ, you know. Um, no, no, no. So I was like reading through Ephesians, but then I was like looking through like Ephesians three and Ephesians four. But like right as I was looking through this one passage, I already have stuff highlighted from like years Perfect. ago. So I was yeah. just like, oh man. So it's just kind of funny because like I don't use this one nearly as often, um, but I just have like random little things that are highlighted and marked and yeah. you know written on all kinds of stuff like that. So lots of stuff in the New Testament, but and then it's just kind of interesting these like little notes of like, hey, Romans five eight and Romans five, and then like, what is this one? Oh yeah, First John one nine, and you know Hebrews four sixteen. All these like different little Bible verses. But yeah. um, are you ever hesitant, like if you feel like you need a new Bible that you don't want a new Bible because then you're gonna have to do that all over again? No, because I'm in that stage right now. Oh okay. Because I need one because I don't like my current Bible. So I why don't you like your current one. Bible? Um. Okay. I don't know what translation you use, so I'm so sorry if Go for this it. is of. I'm not like offending people who use this translation. Uh-huh. I, I, I want to stop using the ESV. Okay. So I want to go to a different translation. So mm-hmm. I have a um, NRSV, mm-hmm. um, and like my phone, so I can always look up different, you mm-hmm. know. So it's not like a problem or anything, yeah. and I can still use it for notes, but mm-hmm. I would like just a Bible that I can just always have or whatever, mm-hmm. so, and mm-hmm. as my notes. Bible, yeah. but right now that's like my personal Bible's the, an ESV Bible mm. but I wanna so why don't you like the ESV yeah. I, I don't use so, the ESV I don't really care I, but, yeah. I, I, I feel like there's a probably a lot of translations where this happens too mm-hmm. but I see it 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 is pretty clear or I don't know I feel like it's most evident in the ESV but so the ESV translation the board of people who review and edit this bible or Mm -hmm. it's only men Mm -hmm. and i feel like that might be the case for a lot of translations Mm -hmm. it's only a problem because they tend to use the more sexist term so if there's Mm -hmm. a different way to say something Mm -hmm. and you know in translating from the hebrew to greek they are mm-hmm. typically going to go the route that leans more towards a masculine, a masculine perspective than mm-hmm. a feminine perspective. Yeah. And it, it, there are passages where it causes big theological problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're only reading the ESV, it, it can cause problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has, but um, yeah, I always just go look at a different, like the NRSV is like pretty like neutral when it comes to that stuff. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I have that to look at but yeah the phrasing i know i don't i don't want to lean into that and support mm. that so i'm yeah. a feminist so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like just because you didn't know there, you know yeah and i don't know it gets mm. yeah i don't know mm. so that's that's my why i want to not use the esv so yeah. but i mean i still read out of it and mm. you know probably reference out of it but mm-hmm. it's only partic- it's only passages too that mm-hmm. you know would need mass you know so mm-hmm. it's not all passages you know yeah. like mm-hmm. that it's happening so if it was a passage talking about male and female or mm-hmm. about women or about men or mm-hmm. would use anything like that mm-hmm. i i wouldn't read in mm-hmm. teaching at least out of that passage but yeah, yeah. anyway yeah i know that there's um, a lot of people that have uh problems with the niv because they kind of made things a little bit more gender neutral 
in, more intentional with that as opposed to saying just yeah, like brothers. Yeah, I, I don't mind the NIV, but I am a gender neutral person. Mm. But well, I know that they, because like they'll say brothers and sisters as opposed to just brothers. Um, to like oh, emphasize yeah. the fact that it's talking to a group of people. Like, yeah. obviously, like the original translation is talking like brothers in a general sense, not like yeah. masculine men, right. like only. Um, so I think there's like things like that that people are pretty upset about, but it's like, I mean, they're just trying to make things more neutral. Yeah, like, inclusive. It's okay yeah. to make things inclusive, yeah. especially. Um, so I think, I know that's a big part of why a lot of people don't like it, but I also know there's like other issues that I think they, like, I guess they change the phrasing on some certain verses and people like made a really big stink about it. Yeah. But I'm also like, I don't know, there's a lot of issues that I find uh, that, you know, I don't like denominations. I don't really like titles or labels at all um, in any point in my life, mm-hmm. really. Um uh, just because I don't, I don't know. I think I, for whatever reason, I think I just like to be a rebel and not mm-hmm. be associated with anybody. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I just never really liked like labels and titles. And I think there's a lot of times that like groups of people, especially denominations, that will get very um, caught up in like little issues and make them like the level of salvific things, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it isn't. I'm not really like. I don't think that's that big of a deal. Like change like like a few words in that one passage because it still right. holds the same meaning there's nothing right. being taken out of it and um i mean like, if you translated verbatim mm-hmm. it would be totally mm-hmm. we would not be able to understand no, any yeah. of it yeah. you know mm-hmm. and it's okay and mm-hmm. it's good mm-hmm. and we want to promote a mm-hmm. bible that is understandable we yeah that we can read <laughs> and understand you know that's yeah. you know that's the whole point is that we get the message out of it not necessarily that it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, is verbatim, but yeah, yeah. But yeah words do hold a lot of meaning, so I think it is, mm-hmm. it is very important that you choose mm-hmm. like appropriate words and yeah, you know. Okay, so let me ask, yeah. you, let me ask you then that, and I just out of curiosity, yeah. what is your opinion on the message translation? So okay, originally, so the first time I ever got a message Bible, this is weird. Mm-hmm. So in my church growing up, mm-hmm. when you're in third grade, they give you a Bible, or no, it's not third. Well, yeah, they do it third grade, but they also do it. Uh, my church did a confirmation, so mm-hmm. after you completed your confirmation class, they'd give you a Bible. Mm-hmm. The Bible they gave us was the Message Bible, and I had never heard of the Message. I didn't know what it was, and I was so confused reading it. Mm-hmm. And especially when I went to like you know Bible studying, people would read out of their passages why it didn't line up. Yeah. And I was so confused. It took me years to realize what the Message was. Yeah. So then I realized what it was, and then people who were explaining to me had a very negative view of it. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, this is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love. Eugene H. Peterson is who translated the message. Mm-hmm. I love him. Actually, I was going to read something to you later today or whatever. But um, it, this, this is from Eugene H. Peterson, mm-hmm. this book right here. But mm-hmm. I, I'm very fascinated with him. I, mm-hmm. I, I love a lot of the things he's had to say and the things mm-hmm. he's done. And I trust him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he is. Stuff, yeah. yeah. And so because of that. I feel like, and I haven't gone back after understanding who or knowing who he is and mm. after reading his stuff. Yeah. Um, I haven't gone back and read it. I mean, obviously, and it was never intended to replace the Bible. Mm. Like, that yeah. wasn't his, mm. like, mission or goal. Yeah. But if you read it alongside scripture or if you're wanting a better way to explain a piece of scripture, mm-hmm. like, I think the message is a great way to see mm-hmm. how it can be paraphrased mm-hmm. into understandable, like, passages or yeah sections, right yeah. you know and i think especially you know maybe teaching youth or mm. you know maybe people who didn't grow up with a bible language and yeah. bible you know mm. talk that don't necessarily because you know 
not everyone's going to know what the what the word salvation or justification. I know those mm-hmm. words necessarily mean you know, yeah. are always in scripture, but you know there are terms and definitions and that mm-hmm. you only see in scripture, and yeah. it's just it's 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 a good place to be able to you yeah. know find at least ways to better explain things because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I think it's I don't know the Bible's useless unless like if you if you don't know how to understand it mm-hmm. and if you can't get meaning from it and if you don't mm-hmm. understand its actual message then it's useless you know so <coughs> yeah why not make it you know more understandable yeah mm-hmm. yeah easier to understand I yeah. guess yeah I yeah I've never I uh, looked too much into it so really? I just yeah. know yeah uh, I haven't gone back and looked at it either mm-hmm. in a long time I just thought it was funny that mm-hmm. they gave me that Bible without telling me anything yeah. about it I think they just like went to like the store and picked up a nice looking Bible and didn't even look at <laughs> what translation it was it was yeah. so weird I was yeah. like kind of disappointed because I needed a new Bible because before yeah. then I had like a kids adventure Bible yeah. so mm-hmm. I needed a Bible and so mm-hmm. then I like didn't really have one for a long time because mm-hmm. I that wasn't like an accessible Bible. Yeah. 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 For sure. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So what are we going to read? I'm, yeah. I'm curious now. Oh, okay. So I remember, well, now that you've explained it to me, I mean, this may still be helpful because I know you had mentioned to me about like how you're wanting to learn how to love other people better, but that was like all the context that I had. You've explained it already like earlier and stuff. So mm-hmm. I kind of understand where you're, you know, where you're at with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to like move close to this lamp so I can yeah. see. So, Okay, so this book right here, this is not one of his popular books, like, at all. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. I can turn the light off if you want to. Oh, okay. That's fine. Well, that, that way yeah, yeah, just turn <laughs> Yeah, so this one, so he's a pastor, and this is kind of, like, he goes through, like, all of scripture, and kind of, they're kind of, like, mini sermons, so you can kind of just, like, jump around, and I haven't really read a whole lot of it, but, you know, so, like, part one is, you know, speaking, um... Oh, preaching in the company of Moses. That's how he does it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he looks at, you know, different, you know, he'll go Genesis 1, Genesis 12, then mm-hmm. one is Genesis 21, and all the way down to Deuteronomy. And then he does yeah. the same for in the company of David and Isaiah and Solomon and mm-hmm. Peter and Paul and John, whatever. And yeah. they're almost like little, that's what this Little tidbits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so this one, and I'm not going to lie, sometimes I get super obsessed about things mm-hmm. and reading books. And if I read something that is so so juicy like just just like so yeah. good, good yeah. and that is just like completely like either like changes my perspective or it makes like all these unanswered like questions and thoughts just like make click sense. and yeah. make sense that's kind of what happened here mm-hmm. was i was there was something that i wasn't grasping but i felt like needed to i don't know the way he articulated it, i was like that that's i mean mm-hmm. so but this i have i don't think i've ever been so hung on to any kind of quote or passage or mm-hmm. any kind of book thing, thing. Mm-hmm. just because I don't know anyone else that's like said exactly these words or said it the way he has said it. And mm-hmm. it makes so much sense. And I continuously see myself going back to this mm-hmm. and it helps. I don't know. It's just, I, it's just the best thing I've read. Mm-hmm. And it was so good to where I stopped reading this because I could not get over how yeah. good this was. And yeah. that's how, that's how weird I am. If yeah. I'm reading a book and it gets so good. Yeah. I stop reading it. It's yeah. not weird, but that's how I get. <laughs> I don't read that much, but that's cool. That's awesome. I am no, sure. Do you see how much I actually? I, I've read. I've skinned things in here, but yeah. there's so much probably more juicy things in yeah. this thing that I good. never even got to. Yeah. Um, it's so good. So I'm mm. gonna read almost like this. So it's kind of go, no, go long. for it, girl. That's so good. this this section is 
love your neighbor as yourself, and he's talking about Leviticus 19.18, and it's like, how could you ever pull meaning out of Leviticus? Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's kind of this weird irony thing, but, you mm-hmm. know, this where we get the command, love your neighbor as yeah. yourself, and so he is talking about this in this little passage, and mm-hmm. so um, this is kind of towards the end of this chapter, too, but... Mm-hmm. I'll just shut up and start reading. There you go. Let me see where I want to start. Um, okay, so here. Um, well, okay, so he's kind of talking about how we... Yeah, I'll just preface like the beginning because I don't want to read too much of this. But, you know, talking about how we we, we are constantly scrambling for a definition of love. You know, mm-hmm. like, what what is even love? Mm-hmm. And is it, you know, as simple or complex as, like, our secular word, like, tells us it is? Like, mm-hmm. there's, like, this search and this desire for us to know love. Like, it's just this big thing. So talking about our trouble in finding a definition for love is kind of where he's come to in this. So... An all-too-common response to this relentless, unqualified assistance on love is a scramble for definitions. What exactly do you mean by love? Define your terms, please. But we will never. But we will find no relief in hair-splitting definitions. Love is the most context-specific act in the entire spectrum of human behavior. There is no single human act more dependent on and immersed in its immediate context. A dictionary is worthless in understanding and practicing love. Acts of love can't be canned and then used off the shelf. Every act of love requires creative and personal giving, responding and serving appropriate to, context-specific to, both the person doing the loving and the person being loved. Mm. Because of the totally personal, particular, and uniquely contextual community dimensions involved in even the simplest act of love, the circumstantial complex... uh, I can never say complexity, complex, complexity, complexity. I don't know why I I just struggle with that word. Sorry. The circumstantial complexity, inescapably local conditions. There is a sense in which we can't tell a person how to love. And so our scriptures for the most part, don't even try instead of explanations or definitions or generalizations. John settles for a name and story that goes with it. Jesus. We know love by this, that he, Jesus, laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. First John 3.16. Then lets us find a particular but always personal and relational way to do it in the Jesus way. We love because he first loved us. And so, I don't know, this just idea that, like, not even our scriptures give us, Mm. tells us how to love like it doesn't necessarily like try to tell us and so i've like i've seen this and i've read different you know parts of scripture and i'm always thinking i think it's in john 13 in the gospel of john uh you know jesus you know he's preparing his disciples i think it was after like uh washing his disciples feet and you know he's trying to prepare his disciples for what's about to come and you know telling them to like you know I'm going to go away, but the spirit's going to be with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gives them this new commandment. And the new mm-hmm. commandment is to love mm-hmm. one another. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, you will know, they will know you are my disciples mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. our love for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't know, that commandment was just so simple. Like it was like, yeah. love one another. Yeah. And it's like, you know, a group of people who have followed and known mm-hmm. Jesus for three years have just 
seen his, and that's who he was probably, you know, obviously directly speaking to. Yeah. They've seen his examples of love and seen the way he has done it. Mm. And it wasn't in anything that he said or preached. And it wasn't mm. anything he articulated with words mm. that brought them to this understanding of what he can possibly mean by mm. love one another. Yeah. It was by watching this man mm. and how he, what he did, how he made others feel the just the perfect conversations that he mm. seemed to have with people and mm. the way he responded and acted um, within them mm. is just like the only way we can know exactly mm. what love looks like. And so I think that's what it means when, you know, we can only love through God because if God is love mm. <clears throat> and the spirit is indwelt inside of us, then we hold that love. And mm. so the only way to know, because if this is context specific, how do, <laughs> how do we know what this person needs? You know, yeah, like it, yeah. it needs to be so focused. Like we have to ensure that our love is actually being reciprocated in some way or another. Mm, and I yeah. think there are instances where that's kind of hard because, you know, you can love someone and they may not understand all that is that you're doing for them, but it mm. is out of love and it is for their sake. So, yeah. but I think in some ways, you know, there needs to be, healing or come or some i don't know like something that happens through mm -hmm. the way we love people that goes beyond self-righteousness um mm -hmm. in the sense of if someone's behaving or doing things that you don't think needs to be done and your best way of showing them love and mm. this form of accountability is just telling them to get their shit together and that they're you know mm -hmm. not doing good things and you know not you know, sympathizing or mm. empathizing with them. I just don't see how that's out of love because mm. it's when people do that, they're speaking out of self-righteousness. They're speaking mm. out of, you know, you're making me uncomfortable. I mm. need to tell you to get your stuff together. Mm -hmm. When in fact, Jesus didn't love out of that self-righteousness. He loved because he saw someone talked with someone or whatever it was like sometimes there was healing like physical healing through that conversation or you know emotional healing through that conversation but i don't know he just knew and fed like met their needs and it was always done by different ways you know like he didn't physically heal every person he met but I, i'm sure he loved every person that he met so I'm, it just looks so different i think it's important to know that our love is actually for the other person and not directed out of our own self-righteousness mm. um or our own self selfish needs yeah, yeah. right mm. that there needs to it does need to yeah in most sense which yeah needs to be reciprocated but mm. kind of see how you can kind of say that's not completely true but whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i don't know that's this always struck me and i've just mm. like thought about that a lot because it kind of makes it simple yet unsimple because it's, mm. you know, there isn't a definition or a proper way of how to love. Mm. And that love is more of like an embodiment of like mm. something that you are more so than something that you do. Yeah, it's kind of just <clears throat> almost a, that's an aura. It sounds woo-woo and weird, <laughs> but like it is kind of your nature, I guess, and yeah. the way that you're, um, I mean, I think it's again like part of that same idea of like, um, you know, preach the gospel always, but use words when necessary. Like yeah. it's the same idea. Right. Of like, yeah, yeah. like, and it's something I actually talk about in my sermon. It's like, we should be wearing our faith in a way that's so evident that there's like something 
else. Like the light that we have should be a light. It shouldn't be like, I think there's a light in the darkness. Like, is that a light? Like, what is that? Like, it shouldn't be like questionable. Um, this should be something that's like pure. And yeah. granted, we're not going to be pure. We're, mm-hmm. you know, flawed, messed up people, which is great. Um, right. But at the same time, like when we're striving towards the Lord, like he uses our faults and our failures. Like he uses anything and everything that we can, good or bad, when we're faithful to him for the good. Like he uses those things, even our biggest mistakes, to not only glorify himself and see that he can use those things, but also to like bring others to faith and like to love people in a way that, might be hard for them to see without somebody else having fallen before mm-hmm. or like are seeing that somebody's already been redeemed out of something that they're going through or doing right. and, um yeah that's interesting it's good so, yeah yeah that's interesting hmm. yeah i'm reading one of my books from school it, it it's a you are what you love is the title of this mm. book and so yeah the first chapter kind of talked to us like we're more than just thinking things like we're more than just our mind but mm. we are you know people and you know mm. there's more to us than what we think about and so kind of this idea of like embodying like love mm. um and i guess it kind of talks about the way that you love better is like practicing virtues of mm. love that like allow you to do things out of love more out of like more habitually um mm. so like I know Paul talks about like these virtues, you know, and like Colossians and like in mm-hmm. Romans 12, of, mm-hmm. you know, humbling yourself and then, you know, you know, generosity and, you know, all these mm-hmm. different virtues. You can look it up yourself or whatever. I don't know another day. <laughs> I'm not really doing it, but mm-hmm. yeah. So I've also, yeah, I've just been thinking of that. This is also my like sermon topic for next month. So nice. like trying to like get it all together. Really into that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so. So you're preaching well, all next month then? Yeah, I'm preaching in February. Or February 20th, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah. Nice. There yeah. you go. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm excited. Hmm. There you go. Well, Haley. Yeah. I'll tell you what. It's been a time, man. It's been a time. It has been a time. Yeah. <laughs> but I appreciate you coming on yeah. the Real Talk podcast. This is our first one. Or my I know. first one, I guess. There's a lot of real talks in there. So. Yeah, it's good. It's good um, talks. But yeah, it's been fun. I really appreciate you coming on and uh, it's real whiskey, <laughs> dude. Thanks for the conversation. Coming in just to you know, Great. having a good time. So yeah, so. yeah. Thanks for having me. But there you go, um, Haley. Everybody, on the Real Woo. Talk podcast. Okay. And, uh, call it a day. Hey. Right. Woo. What are you? Um, 